0: 3 a.m. Again, why did I ever think this was a good idea? Welcome to the Rise and Run podcast. Join our group of Run Disney friends as we talk about running at Walt Disney World and beyond. We'll discuss recent runs, training, upcoming races, and surprise topics suggested by you, our listeners. Well, the alarm's gone off, so let's go.
1: Hello and good morning. This is your friend Rachel from Texas. You are listening to another fabulous and runtastic episode of the Rise and Run podcast. Take care and see you real soon.
2: Good to hear from Rachel. Thanks for leaving the intro, my friend Rachel. Runtastic, huh? a runtastic episode. Well, we'll see what we can do. And you said you're going to see us soon. You're going to see us now my friend. Today is the day. Welcome back. Welcome, Run Disney Season 2023-2024. And welcome to you, my friends. Welcome to episode 110 of the Rise and Run podcast. This is great. I'm here tonight with a giant pumpkin staring. Oh, no, 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 that's Allie.
3: Happy Halloween, everyone.
2: <laughs> Allie's holding the large jack-o'-lantern she has in her hands up to the microphone it doesn't work ali people still can't <laughs> see it but that's okay happy halloween to you uh glad you did that uh john's with us hey how you doing great john thanks and greg is here tonight
0: who are you gonna call
2: the ghostbusters
0: <laughs> that's right sir <laughs>
2: uh, good stuff friends our guest for this evening Allie's very good friend Doreen Manning joins us she's going to tell us about the great circle trail fest that she ran i think i think they headquarter this thing or the i think the base camps in utah but they go to three two or three different states it sounds and i looked it up online it looks spectacular in the race report spotlight marine corps marathon was this weekend we visited with uh, several of our friends who ran Marine Corps. They'll be with us during the race report. My friends, if you enjoy the Rise and Run podcast, please, please tell your friends all about it. Share the episode with them. Introduce them to the Rise and Run family. We want to share in their training journey. We want to meet as many of them as we can this weekend. So we hope to bring more people into the fold. Please remember to follow us on Facebook at Rise and Run Podcast, on Instagram at Rise and Run Pod. Check out our YouTube channel and visit our webpage, riseandrunpodcast.com. If you've got a question, a comment, a race report, or you'd like to introduce an upcoming episode, please call us. The number is 727-266-2344. You can leave us a message just like Rachel did earlier. The Rise and Run podcast is sponsored by our friends at Magic Bound Travel. I got a friend. I got a call. No, I got a message from my agent, Missy, this week. She says, Bob, I saved you 400 bucks. What happened is the salute to service package came through some rooms became available under that for a discount for qualified military service members or veterans or retirees so she was able to do that then we looked at princess weekend she said pop century doesn't offer any rooms under that discount but for twenty dollars more than pop century i can get you into french quarter now what's the point the point is number one i'm happy but number two i didn't have to do anything i didn't have to get on the phone and stay on hold and try to get that through disney myself missy did all that for me and it didn't cost me a thing so You may want to look into
0: it. And now you're staying at one of the best resorts on property.
2: I like it. So I'll be there twice. I'll be there for, uh, she saved me the money for marathon weekend. And then I'm going back for princess weekend. And then finally I'm going to use my benefit and stay at the shades of green military hotel for springtime surprise.
3: Well, I would like to buy you a birthday beignet for Marathon Weekend.
2: Why? that would be just lovely. I would I would like that. But you're not going to be able to stick 70 candles into
0: a beignet. <laughs> that may be tough. Fire, fire hazard. We'll just yeah. have to get several orders of beignets then. <laughs> yeah, we'll just have uh, to get 70 beignets. those new cookies beignets. and cream ones? I, I, yeah. I, I, want, I really hope those stick around. Yep. I,
2: look forward, I look forward to that. All right, magicboundtravel.com is the website take a peek hey i mentioned we've got a youtube channel there's a new video that jack posted this week with race tips Uh, several of you've had a chance to look at it if you haven't seen it uh, take a look just go to youtube search for rise and run podcast it'll come up she's got some upcoming videos in mind certainly we'll be doing some wrap-up videos from wine and dine weekend and she's got some other plans for future stuff. So I'm kind of excited about that. Jack's doing a good job with it. And I appreciate it. Greg, what's new on the Patreon front?
0: What is new is that we have a new contest. So we have had so many friends join us over on Patreon. And if you're interested in supporting us, you can visit us at patreon.com slash rise and run podcast. But we would love to see that community grow even more. We just had one of our first Patreon exclusive Zoom calls the other week, and it was such a fantastic time. Really was, you know, the give that interpersonal uh, attention to our patrons was really great. Getting to learn more about them as well too, it's really really fantastic stuff. So we want to grow that community. So in order to do so, we came up with a little contest. Now, I remember a few weeks ago, we had mentioned our friend Tara, uh, who you'll be hearing a little bit later on the Race Report Spotlight. She was over in Tokyo Disneyland and got us all this awesome merch. And we decided that what we thought was the coolest piece of merch we're saving for last. And she got us a Tokyo Disneyland 40th anniversary edition popcorn bucket. Cool. Wow. This thing is fantastic. The design on it is beautiful. It glows <laughs> and, I th- and it changes colors and everything like That it is absolutely fabulous. Again, we get some halfway decent popcorn buckets here in the States, but they go the extra mile in Tokyo. And we're so excited that we have one to give away. Um, to a member of our community here.
3: How do I win it?
0: Well, I, I think you're, you're part of that fine print alley that that doesn't Darn it. make you eligible. So, Darn it. but in a way for you to be able to win this is all you have to do is between now and November twentieth. You have to join us over at Patreon. So again, patreon.com/slash rise and run podcast. We have all sorts of different levels of membership. It doesn't matter which level you choose, as long as you become a member between now and November 20th, your name will be entered into a raffle for this popcorn bucket. And for those of you that are already Patreon members, your Uh, names will also be included in this raffle as well so again we're just looking to grow that family even more offer you exclusive benefits um outside of uh you know the podcast and the community and everything like that so um yeah we'll post information on our facebook page and on instagram and on the website and everything like that but again just visit patreon.com slash rising run podcast and you have between now and november 20th so thanks so much everybody
2: Thanks, Greg. Before we leave, I wanted to welcome our new Patreon this week. Ilyana has joined us as a Patreon. Welcome aboard. Good to have you here, Ilyana. Let's look at training, as we always do. And I feel funny, I've been saying it for so long. If you're getting ready for Wine and Dine Weekend, you have have Wine and Dine Weekend now. You have zero weeks to
4: go. (laughs) So... Technically, on Jeff's schedule for Thursday, he has what thirty-five minutes. Yeah, I think so. I I have never
2: done the Thursday run. I typically I did do the Tuesday run this week, which was this morning for us. Yeah, well,
4: yeah, will be you'll be enough walking that day at the park yeah, and the expo. I,
2: I, I, at yeah, the I've never done the Thursday run.
4: Yeah, have. And, I. and
2: then technically, as you po- said, John, technically the training schedule runs through next week. He always runs his schedules. A week after. But the point is, folks, we're there. We're there. Look, In fact, if you're listening, look around. One of us is probably in the vicinity. Now, we're what if I shore. haven't
3: started training yet? Is it too late to start? <laughs>
2: you know, someone asked that question just as a joke, and I appreciate it. I even made the comment. Thanks. And <laughs> hey, Bob, what, what's the weather going to be like, too? While we're yeah. <laughs> that we can probably let you know. <laughs> that we probably know. I will tell you here the weather has been gorgeous. It's about to get Florida cool, but it's going to warm back up for the race weekend. Sunday's going to be pretty warm. There's still a chance of rain. That long-term outlook for rain got pushed aside. Friday and Saturday are looking great. Uh, Sunday still has a a slight chance, but we should be okay. Humidity is going to be up. Humidity is going to increase throughout the weekend. And if you're not used to dew points in the lower 70s, well... You'll get a chance to find out what they're like, <laughs> but let's look, let's look. We have other events. Not everybody's going to be at Wine and Dime. The uh, marathon weekend is now nine weeks away. Holy yeah, I, I know. I know. It, it. I'm looking at my training schedule and I know what I'm doing. And I know this weekend friends, if you're not at Disney world and you're keeping on the marathon weekend training schedule and you've got a challenge on your schedule you have an eight and a half mile walk and a 20 mile run this weekend so the numbers are getting big with that in mind this episode is going to be reasonably long we do that on purpose uh this is week 19 of the training schedule for disneyland it's week eight disneyland's the week after marathon weekend 10 weeks from now, your long run, if you're doing the half at Disneyland or one of the challenges, your long run is eight miles. And we're into the second week of the princess training schedule where your long run this weekend is four miles.
3: I remember four miles.
4: <laughs> it seems, it seems so nice.
2: Yeah. Well, we still do
4: them on Tuesdays and Thursdays. <laughs> There's something <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> Bob, there's something else very important happening this weekend besides wine and dine. Yeah, New York City Marathon. That's right. Oh, I was going to say something else, actually. If you're doing Marathon Weekend, your ADRs are probably going to happen either during the 5 or the 10K. <laughs> a Thanks, different John. type of
3: marathon, yeah.
4: <laughs> Thanks. Good point. Yeah, we'll get we'll get back. I have a note to talk uh, just
2: briefly about the New York City Marathon before we start the race report. But yeah, good point. Fact, <laughs> I don't know if you'll see it or not. I don't know if you'll see folks on uh, Saturday <laughs> and 7 Sunday or morning or whatever. <laughs> taking their phones out and making their ADRs <laughs> while they're doing their runs.
3: What time is it that you do your ADRs again? It's a
2: 6 a. You can,
0: yeah, 6 a.m. on the My Disney Experience app and website as long as it doesn't crash. Um, or if you want to do it the old fashioned way and call Disney, I believe they open at 7 a.m. <laughs> yeah. That should yeah. be
3: fun.
2: I looked, I arrived. <laughs> My first night is um, in the ho- My first night in the resort is Thursday night for wine and dine. So my ADR is open on the third
4: of November. Mine so, open on the mine open during the five K. Okay, yeah. So if I'm you're going, in earlier, I'm going earlier. Years so like if you're not doing
3: area. ADRs, then you're trying to do Tron or Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy reservations while you're running. So it's yeah, a whole, I've seen that run for Disney sure. races are a whole thing yeah. <laughs> for sure.
2: If you're totally new to this, I don't know if it, ADR, Advanced Dining Reservation. So yeah, you'll see folks doing it. I want to. I know we're here. I know we're at Disney World. If you're doing Wine and Dine. Maybe you listened to this before the races, maybe not, but let's talk about it just a little bit. First of all, friends, I hope if you have them, I hope you wear your shirts to the expo. I'd love to see you there. I'd love to be able to see our Rise and Run friends. I'll have mine on if you got one. Wear it. Uh, I'll be wearing it also to the meetup. The meetup is Saturday, 3 p.m., food truck area in disney springs we're looking at a pretty sizable group of people if those who responded do in fact show up and look it's not on you if you if you said yes and you can't make it that's fine we understand if you said no and you show up we're happy to see you but we we'll see we'll see i i i hope we get a bunch of people there
3: and if you don't have a t-shirt yet and you want one for marathon weekend, John and I just added a bunch of merch to the website. So we have uh, lots of new sizes and colors and different things that you can, you can grab one. And that way we can spot each other from a mile away and say hi.
2: That's great, Allie. Thanks. I was, I was actually going to ask about that. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you. Because I've seen that question too come up in Facebook. So I appreciate it. By now, friends, you should have received your, post-race ticket if you are doing the challenge or running the half. Anything that involves the half, you should have received your post-race ticket in the mail. You should have received your email with your $15 credit to use at Disney World. Here's my recommendation. Use it right away. It's 15 bucks. It's, it's not going to earn interest. There's no sense saving it. And I know if I don't use it
4: right away, I forget about it. It expires like a day after uh, the weekend's over, so it's like only uh, a short term fifteen dollars. So, it, yeah, it doesn't uh,
2: it doesn't last. It doesn't grow interest. Use it up. Don't forget about it. It's a gift, but you know you paid for it, so use <laughs> yeah. your fifteen bucks. <laughs> yeah. uh, a couple of things on race weekend at the expo. Remember, go by Jeff Galloway's booth, say hi to Jeff, do yourself a favor. If you've never done it before, you will not regret this. He's a wonderful human being. It's great to talk with him. He's going to treat you like you're a member of his family and say hi to Jeff. After you finish saying hi to Jeff, remind Coach Twiggs, who should be there, that he promised he would show you how to do an acceleration glider drill. Oh,
3: that's right. But He's gonna take, take you outside. outside.
2: <laughs> he'd take you outside to do the acceleration or somewhere. I'm not. Go see him. Tell him you want to. Tell me you want to know how to do the uh, AG drills. I, as of this morning, he said he still wanted people to do that. So I warned him. Ah. <laughs> uh, Hey, runner tracking. I got some questions on how we track
4: runners during the race. Who's got the info on that? On the uh, the expo page, there's runner tracking. So tracking is done by Track Shack this year. I can give you the website uh, on, in the show notes. It's yeah, we'll put it in the notes. Yeah, yeah. And then you go in there and you put my name in. My bib will come up, and on Saturday because I'm running the challenge, you'll start. You can start tracking me, and you can. Claim other people. So I can look for Bob. I can look for Lexi, Ally, uh, Jack, and you could track all of them at the same time. I don't know yet what's going to happen with, it used to have a text message tracking. That's not available yet, but they do. They could track to Twitter, Facebook, or a link used to be email that's gone. So I don't know if they, if they're going to open that feature up, Closer to the race weekend. But uh, if you have a Twitter account, you can post your results to Twitter, your Facebook page, so people can follow you. Or you can send your friends and family a link. Yeah. And they can follow you that way. I was able to send Becky a link today.
2: So she'll be able to track me, assuming she's awake before I finish. So that's not not likely. (laughs) And I don't blame her.
4: Yeah, for at least for care. the 5K, right, Bob? Oh yeah, well she's with us on the 5K. Oh, that's true. That's right. She's I, th- I be thought with Bob us. didn't she do like a Tom Brady like retire like three years ago?
2: No, uh, she she retired last year, and uh, to commemorate her retirement just just to commemorate her retirement, she's doing every 5K this year. Okay. So. <laughs> Oh, if, you've,
3: if you're if you nervous about, if it's your first half or something like that, and you're nervous about the time limit, if you look for the balloon ladies as you're going into your corrals, usually they will be very polite to you and let you take their bib numbers down. You can track them, and then you can kind of look into runner, running tracking and see how far behind you, and you might see them like, oh man, they're only like five minutes behind me. They're only 15 minutes behind me, but when you think about that, that adds that much per. Mile to every mile that you're doing, so you have that buffer. And so now, instead of doing a 16 minute mile, if they're five minutes behind you, you can do a 21 minute mile and still be okay.
2: Depending on where you are, but yes, that's right.
3: Depending on where you are, so you have to think about it. Even though it sounds like a small number, it add you are adding it as a buffer to whatever you're doing already.
4: Also, on top of that, also, if you go to the expo and you go to Jeff's booth for the half marathon. He will have all his uh, pace groups there. So if you pull the 16 minute pace group, which they leave basically right before the balloon ladies, that's another way you'll have those names right there. You can always look them up and run tracking and track yeah. those people too.
0: Yep.
2: So yeah, lots of ways there to track what's going on, but look into that. I wanted to remind you, my friends, that we have a spreadsheet. It's in the featured section on the Facebook page, our good friend Mark has helped us out with that. The idea behind our pacing spreadsheet is for you to go in and take a look and put down information on what kind of pace you'd like to maintain. And maybe you can find some folks who are in your, maybe you can find some folks to link up with and run together. Uh, We can also do that when we get together before the race, we always get together in an area directly to the left of the bleachers that face the stage in the staging area. We'll be there for all four races. So drop by and say hello, uh, but look for the pacing spreadsheet. If you're interested, if you're looking for someone to run, foot, and, and it's much more fun to go with uh, others than it is to go all by yourself <laughs> yeah it is right it is I we've know always, we've always had fun I personally I don't care how long it takes me as long as I finish within the allotted time if I'm doing 12 minute miles great if I'm doing tens I don't think I'm capable of that yet but and I don't care if I'm doing 16s as long as we get done and we have a good time On that same vein, let's talk a little bit about race etiquette. And at Disney, sometimes it's just a big event. There are a lot of people there, a lot of people new to running. And many of them don't understand. Try to be part of the solution and not part of the problem. I don't want to go over everything, but a couple big things try not to walk more than two people side by side if you're a group of three or four then walk in groups of two if you're a galloway run walk run person raise your hand when you're transitioning from a walk to a run a few steps before so people behind you know you're about to start walking get as far to the right as you can when you walk now Again, there are times I know personally, I'm definitely a run, walk, run guy. There are times when I'm stuck out on the left. The big thing I try to do is just get out of the way. I raise my hand. I look behind me before I transition to a walk and I get to the edge of the road, preferably the right side. But I get to the edge. Here's my biggest advice for you if you're new to run Disney. Stay patient. Stay patient calm these are not the olympic trials you're probably not going to win the event they don't give age group awards anymore so doesn't matter if you win your age group you're there for fun you get stuck behind a group of four or five people walking side by side and you're having tough time getting around them deep breath relax you'll get by them I will be again a big advocate of Jeff Galloway's method, a big supporter of the Galloway run, walk, run pace groups. They're not good about running too abreast. They'll take up a lot of room. Patience, they'll either either they will accelerate past you or you'll get past them. And if you don't, just join them. <laughs> if you find yourself staying with them, just join them. They're typically a good group of people. So one word, patience. Patience will help you enjoy your event that much more.
3: And one more piece of race etiquette, Bob. If you see someone in a Rise and Run t-shirt, what should you do?
2: Wish them happy running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I look forward to it. Shout outs on the, on the course are great, man. I look forward to it. Just Just holler out. We'll be happy to talk to you. I, I hope to see a bunch of them. Hey, and on that, kind of on that subject too, I'm going to ask, friends are going to ask your forgiveness right now. The podcast is two years old. A year ago, when we went down to Wine and and we were just starting to build our audience. We've met a lot of friends, a whole lot of friends. Even if we've met before, I'm not sure I'm going to remember everybody I've met in the last couple of years. So please forgive me if you, and please, please come say hello, please, 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 please. But if you say hello and I don't remember, and I'm going to speak for the gang, if we don't remember, please forgive us and remind us, Hey, I'm Joe. And, and we met last year at the princess 10 K or whatever.
3: I got to be honest. I'm terrible with names. Like even when I'm just meeting one person, let alone meeting several people, but I'm great with faces and I love, I remember people by weird little things. So (laughs) if I don't remember your name, I'm so sorry. But if I also remember you're from Montana and you ran a 5k last year in Virginia, I know that's weird, but that's just who I am.
2: (laughs) I used to remember Allie by her blue hair, but now I'm lost, Uh, you know. She has to reintroduce herself to me every time now. I don't know. <laughs> I, I was giving this calling example. calling me Lexi. Yeah. <laughs> or, or Alicia. I do do yeah. that. That's just a typo. <laughs> I was giving an example. I was talking to somebody. I, I said, look, I'm not Jeff Galloway. I'm nothing like Jeff Galloway. I probably don't meet a tenth of the people that he does. But I first met Jeff in 2016. And then I met him several times a year, every year after that. By 2022, he knew who I was. So, hey, it, it took him six years. Give me half the time. Give me three years. And, uh, But, gosh, we are, we are genuinely excited, excited about seeing our friends today, tomorrow, this weekend. Moving along a little bit, I got a message this week. I got a text message from Raj Hope. And I've got to admit to you, I thought Raj Hope was a person. Didn't know. Raj asked, he said, hey, I've got these things we want to talk about inclusiveness for runners at Walt Disney World this weekend. So, yeah, that sounds good. I did a little more investigating. I find out Raj Hope isn't a person. So much. It's a foundation, the Raj Hope Foundation. It is named for a young man named Raj, and I'm going to butcher this last name, I'm afraid. Vansadia, I think, something like that. But Raj graduated from high school in Texas, in uh, Magnolia, Texas, and Raj has Down syndrome. This foundation was founded in 2007 and is dedicating dedicated to providing educational, social, and physical fitness services and opportunities for adults and young adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities, specifically in Magnolia, Texas, but now branching out to other surrounding areas after they graduate from high school because there just wasn't much opportunity back in 07. So the foundation asked us, he said, hey, look, we're they said, we're look, we're trying to raise awareness in two ways this weekend. The first way is they have these neat looking, I've seen a picture of them, and we'll I think we'll uh we'll post one on the webpage, a picture of the stickers, that they're gifting to everyone who wants one and wants to wear them. Kind of neat. They're an inclusive run Disney stickers. And the other thing they're asking, and it, It's a little late because I know a lot of you, well, again, you're already at Disney. I know a lot of you already have your costumes. But if you can, they're asking people to consider wearing something orange and or green, preferably something really bright, easy to pick up, with the idea of promoting inclusiveness and acceptance and harmony and peace during this weekend's races. The colors can go in your shirt, your socks, your cap, your shoes, whatever you can think of a bracelet, uh, the stickers. Uh, but as you participate in the race, you can wear them at the expo at the parks, but it, they're just, just a request, obviously totally optional, but if you get a chance to do it, I think it would be nice to support this organization and I'm glad they asked us to bring it up. So, Whoever specifically did that, thanks. We're happy to support you. All right, friends, let's visit with our guest for the week.
3: Tonight, we have an awesome guest with us, one of my closest friends. Her name is Doreen Manning, and she just ran the Grand Circle Trail Fest. And so I'd like to say that's in one place, but it actually takes place in three different places Bryce Canyon, Zion, and Horseshoe Bend. It's over three days, and we'll go over a little bit more of what the distances are, but I'd like to welcome you to the podcast, Doreen. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. So awesome. We can't wait to get into this because this is a race that is one of those races that is just so spectacular that I don't even think, um, you know, people really understand like what encompasses it. So it's incredible views, an incredible setting. Um, it's, it takes place in in national parks, which is something that, you know, people vacation to go see. And you're doing sort of like a vacation race when you're doing this because yeah. getting kind of the best of both worlds. Right. Um, tell us a little bit about how you got started in running before we get into starting talking about these races.
5: Oh, like running in general? Yeah. Uh, let's see your, your story. Uh, I never thought I would run ever. It was something I would see people do and I'd be like, I'll never do that. <laughs> uh, and I became obsessed with a sport called roller derby, which I think Allie is familiar with. I've heard uh, of it.
2: Which I've heard how, that,
5: which is how we met. Um, and I really wanted to build my endurance and I really wanted to be on the A uh for Boston so badly. And so I started running, uh, and I started CrossFit and I started exercising before I started, uh, playing roller derby. I didn't do anything. I didn't exercise at all, ever. Um, and so I fell in love with roller derby, realized I needed to get in shape and started to run very slowly. Um, and it, it's not an easy thing for me. It's actually really hard. Um, and I just persevered and pushed through. And so I've probably been running. Goodness, I don't even know how long now. A while. I was 39 when I started playing roller derby. I was ancient. And now I am going to tell the world I am 53. So um, it was kind of weird to start late in life. But and I'm still doing it today, running. So
2: Good for you. You can start anytime. I'm proud of you.
3: And so you're actually the person who got me to run my first race. Um, and I've told this story many times on the podcast about how, you know, I wanted to run maybe five miles and I wanted to run maybe a 10K and then the 10K was sold out. So I asked you if I could probably run a half and you said, if anybody can run a half, you can. Definitely. <laughs> and then we signed up for it. And I didn't know that a half marathon was 13 miles, but here there we found ourselves and and you got you got me there and you got me through it and that was actually at the that was the princess race 2019 can't oh, um, yeah yeah so so not only are you a run disney veteran but you also are you've run a lot of races since then so even since you said you know you didn't see, see yourself as a runner necessarily or like an athlete at all right i actually consider you a runner because you you are I mean, I, I just see you run all these amazing races and then this is one of those. So let's get into kind of what this race is. So, um, you're running three different days and how do you, how do you choose this race as, as one of the races that you want to do and what is it about this race that kind of drew you to it?
5: I really, um, am attracted to impossible challenges, I feel like, um, and I love, discovering new places to run. Um, I've discovered about myself that when I run someplace new, I can kind of do anything because I'm so excited about the views and like just how excited, like, you know, when you go to Disney, you're just like, oh my goodness, look at all this stuff, all this activity, and it gets you so jazzed. Um, And so I really wanted something different. um, And I just was like, this is crazy. Let's try this. So my friend Steph and I um, sort of got into trail running around the same time. I live in Shirley, Massachusetts, and there are a lot of trails around my house. And I just discovered this love of running in the woods, uh, so much more than running in the street. And so I don't even know how I found this. It was like probably social media or something silly. Uh, And I'm just like, this looks impossible and crazy and beautiful. And I'd never been to Utah. I'd never been to Arizona. And I just was like, let's just do this. So we put it on a credit card. Um, and did it and it was unlike anything i would ever done from like beginning to end like having a base camp where you everyone would meet and hang out and had activities and then um, every single race is at least an hour away from base camp in different directions so you get to get up at like three in the morning much like a Disney race uh, and then either get on a shuttle or get a uh, get your rental car which Steph and I did and drive out so you're driving in the dark And the sun's coming up, over this crazy landscape, which is so different than where I live. And it's just everything about it. Like the drive there is amazing. The race is amazing. But it was also like the hardest thing I had ever done, hands down. Um, And the first year was so incredibly hard that I was kind of determined to go back the second time. And like, I thought I had done all these things wrong. This is such a long story get ready uh i really thought i did all these things wrong i thought i didn't hydrate right i thought i didn't train properly because the day one uh which was was the day one bryce canyon is the hardest and it was so hard it was like beyond hard and i really thought my body was falling apart because i didn't do things properly but i learned the second year what i actually had was called elevation sickness and uh-huh. i had no idea what that even was until this year um so it was just so funny how, like, for a whole year I've been training extra hard, learning about my hydration, learning about fueling, thinking that I was going to, like, kick ass on Bryce Canyon day one this year, and my elevation sickness was twice as bad, and I ended up passing out face planning at mile 10, um, and it was brutal. It was brutal. Holy cow. Um, and the EMT was like, girl, you, you have elevation <laughs> sickness. Uh, so it was just kind of an interesting journey of everything I thought I had learned. And I still didn't learn. And then I learned some more. Just even just like even that that, that happened, it was still the most amazing race. It was still mind blowing because even though you're miserable and sick, I lost feeling on the right side of my body. Like it was just I got so sick, but it was so beautiful. It's so sounds crazy to even talk about like running through the desert, running through the mountains. The first day is 15 miles, and it's through like all. It's like you start in the woods.
3: Break it down. So, so this, so the first day is Bryce Canyon. That's how many miles? Fifteen. Fifteen, and then the second day is Zion. Um, Zion, and then that's how many miles? So it's like t- a little over ten. Okay, and then the third one is Horseshoe, horseshoe Bend, my favorite, which is ten point six. Cool, cool. So, so you're running. To, what's that total? I'm, I'm not. I didn't come here to do math. It's like 35
2: or so, 35, 35 or 40. 35
3: miles, but you're also doing an insane amount of elevation as well.
5: Yeah. I mean, the elevation is what was so brutal on my body. I mean, I'm coming from Massachusetts, so it's practically sea level where I am. Uh, My friend Steph was at sea level. She's from Gloucester, Mass. So she's like on the ocean. Um, But Steph's much younger than I am and doesn't have, I have a lot of issues uh, with my vestibular system, and I think my head injury that I got skating on my vestibular system messed me up even more with elevation. So I just had all these challenges. Um, but despite that, it is like the most incredible thing you'll ever do running.
2: <laughs> what kind of elevations are we talking about, Doreen?
5: Um, I believe the first one was almost 3,000 uh, feet going up. I,
2: yeah, that's change. I, I get that. But what... What altitudes above sea level? You said you had some uh, sickness from the altitude.
5: Yeah. So it's it's like I got it, like just being in Utah where I was, I could already feel that I didn't feel well. We went to the Grand Canyon thought that, oh, we'll get there. Like I went, left on a Sunday. The race wasn't until Thursday. And I thought I gave myself enough time to prepare. We went for a mild hike in the Grand Canyon. I'm going to give everyone that's like, learn from my mistakes I thought that would help me with my elevation. It made it so much worse.
2: Oh my. Uh,
5: so I, we walked down to the basin of the grand Canyon. It was beautiful. I felt great. We brought peanut butter sandwiches. Life is great. I start to hike up and go uh, I'm back like, up. Yeah. about to pass out again. Like it's crazy how fast it hit me. And it took us two hours to walk down and it took us almost three and a half hours to get up because I stopped like every couple of feet. Um, so that was my first mistake. Uh, and then I like did all, I had my water pack. Like I ran the first year without a water pack. I had like one bottle of water. So I thought I was going to be like super smart this year. And I trained extra. I ran about I ran about 80 miles a month preparing for this. Every Wednesday I ran up Montwachi Sit, which is in our area. Yeah, um, no, that's so like a ski
3: resort that's like closed down for the summer, Right. Right.
5: Um, So I I challenged myself to run up that and run down. It was only five miles every Wednesday, but it took me hours because it was a lot of climbing. So, like, here I am, like, doing all the stuff that I think is going to make a huge difference. Uh, And the first race, the first day, I felt so sick. And at mile 10, that's when everything fell apart. Um, But that race is so hard. And you have an option of stopping at mile 10 because the last five miles are the worst. It's just like climbing switchbacks. Um, you're not even running at that point. Everyone's walking. So it's it's just super challenging, like running over stumps, running on the top of a hill that's just this tiny little path. And there's like death to my left, to my <laughs> right, like it's insane. Uh, it's just, and like, sometimes you can't even realize that you're, like day three, Horseshoe Bend, at one point I was like, I'm afraid of heights. And I think I was like, Oh, oh my God, oh look around me. I can die any second. But
2: <laughs>
5: slash so exciting that <laughs> you're just like, Look at me, I'm climbing a mountain.
2: <laughs> there you go.
3: So I, I just I just took a little peek and um, I saw that like Zion National Park is um has a summit of nine thousand feet and um, it looks like, you know, Bryce Canyon or, or the Grand Canyon is about the same. So, you know, if you went up to 9,000 feet or 8,000 feet, it averages at 7,000 feet. So it's like, those are pretty, pretty high elevations for someone who is normally at sea
6: level. level.
4: (laughs) So uh, with the elevation sickness, uh, how did you get over that? Like, did you have to stop? I guess, I guess you had to stop. Is there anything you can do anything to do to prevent you from getting elevation sickness?
5: They say, according to the wonderful EMT, his name was Chad. And I need to send Chad a thank you note because he really saved me. Um, I'm sure a lot of you can relate to training so hard, going to do something, and it just doesn't turn out the way that you think. So when I got sick at mile 10 and like literally was on the ground, face down, I remember coming to and there was this like neat little cactus in front of me. And I remember just being like, that's a cute plant like as (laughs) I'm laying on the ground right (laughs) and these two women were next to me and they both were nurses um and they're like the aid station is right around the corner so they like pick me up and help me to get to the aid station and the EMT starts explaining to me what was wrong with me because I'm like I can't feel am I having a stroke I can't feel my arm or my leg we start talking and he said if you have elevation sickness, like I do, like if you're that susceptible, you need two weeks to get there to sort of get used to it.
2: Acclimate, yeah.
5: Right. So here I am thinking a couple of days would be good. Oh, and I'll go for this mild hike in Grand Canyon. Total goofball.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's okay.
5: I really and and I was crying my eyes out at the aid station because he was like, you can stop at mile 10. It's totally fine. And I was convinced I was going to keep going. But then I started getting mad chills. I got crazy dizzy. They wrapped me in those like aluminum foil blankets. And I'm crying all over this EMT. And he's just like holding me and hugging me. And I'm just like, I just wanted to do it. And he was like, I can't let you. I can't. You have severe elevation sickness and I got to get you off this mountain. Um, So I ended up waiting at the The aid station was also the finish. So you can sit there and wait for five miles for your friend to come back. So my friend Steph, who PR'd by 45 minutes on this race, because she's amazing. And as soon as Steph came, we took the shuttle down. And then it goes away, like, almost like that. Like, as you get out of the elevation, the oxygen comes back and everything's... I still felt like I had the flu, but I wasn't, like, feeling like I had a stroke. So that's an improvement.
2: Right. Yeah, it's a good thing.
5: <laughs> so
3: the base camp is kind of in between all of these things, and you're sleeping in like a tent?
5: You can sleep in a tent. Um, I'm kind of a princess, and I've never even been camping. So we got an Airbnb. Uh, and, yeah, <laughs> uh, and I like to, to be honest, the tents looked fine. Like they all, they're all set up on the base camp. It's on this um, little park, like it has a green common and swing set and stuff but the base camp is awesome because they have, um, food comes with it. You get um, breakfast and you get dinner. So they have like, um, like a rice and beans burrito type of thing one night and spaghetti another night. But the best part about base camp are their services. They have, they had this guy, he, his company was called elevated legs and it's the big air compression legs
2: that you put oh, on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. Right.
5: Dude, they were so amazing. And this year we got 10 free minutes. Um, so Elevation Legs, I did those. You get a free massage, 10 minutes. I'll take it. Um, but my first day I was so sick, I took advantage of the um, IV treatment. And I got like, I just went over to the nurse and I was like, I feel terrible. And I have two more days. I really want to do it. So she gave me an IV treatment and had like amino acids in it and like all kinds of stuff, hydration, hydration. Vitamins, all kinds of stuff. And I felt so much better after that. And so got up and did it again the next day.
3: That's awesome. So tell us about Zion a little bit because you've already told us now about the hell uh, of Bryce Canyon. The Bryce Canyon hell. And so (laughs) let's hear a little bit about the second day and how the second day went for you.
5: The second day was um, the easiest day. And I'm putting that in air quotes. Um, Zion feels a lot like home for me. It was very, like, woodsy. Um, you start out in this area that's so much like Massachusetts. You're running down this road. And you get into the woods, and the elevation is a little bit easier to take. Um, the paths are wooded and sandy, but not as dangerous. It's beautiful, and I flew through that. Like, I just felt so strong and so powerful and so excited that I wasn't fainting or throwing up um, and I had feeling in my arms I was just like so happy uh, and it was so beautiful so you just like have more time to look out and see how beautiful it is Um, you know you've got a canyon to one side and you've got all these trees and the plants are totally different like all the cactuses were blooming because they had a really good spring so these beautiful flowers Teal is my favorite color, and I was like, teal flowers were everywhere. So I'm like running. I'm just like, oh, pretty flowers. Oh my god, look at the sky! Like I'm just like a total goofball because it's so beautiful. <laughs> um, nice. So Zion was my favorite to run, uh, but day three is my favorite to to see because Horseshoe Bend is like mind blowingly beautiful.
3: Do they have um, kind of similar aid stations at each race?
5: Yeah. Um, it's the first time I've ever had an aid station which had such a plethora of choices. I had, like, pickle juice. Of course, like, I'm like, I'll have all the things, please. Uh, I had <laughs> potato chips, pickles, uh, all kinds of fruit. They it's not a It's aid
4: station. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, we hear about this from trail, from trail runners. Trail runners say, uh, and, and ultra runners especially. Say the same thing about the aid stations. They're so great.
5: So great. Like and you need it too, because it's just it's brutal on your whole body. Like the sun and it, the weather was really good. It started out really cold, um, but then it like warms up. But it's just it's so different. The air is so different, the ground you're running on is so different, and it's a bit technical. So like you're jumping over things, especially day three. Day three was like jumping over crevices when you look down and you're like, I could be dead. Like, I don't know how, it's just so scary.
3: <laughs> tell, give us a little synopsis of day three now too. So at Horseshoe Bend, you said this is your favorite one?
5: It is my fave. You start on um, Native American land that um, usually there, last, last year I gave a speech, this year it was a little shortened, but he talks about how it's his family land and it's been in his family for generations and it's not open to the public. But he grants access for the race and you're just on flat rock. It's not like a path you can follow. And it's just a sea of people, sea of people, it's not that many, who are just running on these rocks, and you're like, I hope I'm going the right way. And then you look over and you can see horseshoe bend, which is so beautiful, and the sun's just coming up and you can see it on the water. And you're just running and like in amazement. It's just so beautiful and so foreign. There's no trees. It's like you start in the desert and then it's just rock and the rock is like layered. So you're like jumping over the rocks, like little steps. And then you get into a sandy area and the sand was kind of brutal. Um, I said after Joshua Tree, I would never run in the sand. And and I remember this year, I was just like, why am I in the sand again? Um, It's so hard, but I I think after day one, I was like, I'm going to do whatever I can to get this done. So, um, and it's also just, I kept telling myself, step, step, look up, step, step, look around. (laughs) (laughs) It was just like step by step and then looking. Um, And it's just like, it goes from the cliffs to the rocks to the sand. And then the last three miles is pure sand. Um, and then it's just like open desert, and you can see the mountains way around you, and you're just running on this huge open landscape. It's just mind blowing how beautiful it is. And uh, when I saw the finish line, I sprinted like I was the winner of the entire race. I was just like, I'm amazing!
2: <laughs> Outstanding.
5: You are certainly amazing.
3: I and, and I, was I last actually. One. It's it's funny because it's like always the people who are like, I'm not a runner, I'm not an athlete, who I've seen do some of the most amazing things. I mean, you mentioned Joshua Tree, which is also an incredibly difficult race. Um, These back-to-back races that, you know, are just challenging terrain in themselves, but then doing 30 miles over three days, 35 miles over three days. It's it's incredible. Um, But I do want to touch upon a couple races that we've done together um, and talk about those for a moment. So one of the, one of the most challenging races, I feel like um, <laughs> you could, a person can do is a marathon and you did complete a marathon. Um, and I joined you in that, but I did a half marathon distance. Um, and I just wish Lexi was here because I want to, I want you to tell the story about what happened in the last half of the marathon as you ran on the poncha train.
5: So the, the one marathon that you were the only person to witness to, um, was the hardest thing I'd ever done before this, um, and training for it, it was just so crazy. And I felt so good for most of that marathon. Like new Orleans is amazing. Being with, with Allie was amazing. Like, it's just like, actually new Orleans and Allie is just like the best combination in the whole <laughs> world. So that was awesome.
2: I can imagine.
5: And I think it was like the last three miles. And I remember like talking to Allie on my watch and she's like, you're almost there, you're almost there. And all of a sudden my foot hurts so bad. Like I just, I felt like someone had like set my feet on fire and the pain was so bad. And I'm at, I'm like not thinking straight either. And I just remember sitting down and Allie's like, I'm looking at my watch. You're like, you're almost there. You're so close. And I'm like, I can't, I can't go on some woman stopped. I don't even know who she was. And she was like, are you okay? And I'm like, my feet hurt so bad. I can't do this. And she was like, uh, -uh, honey, you're getting up right now. And she like grabbed my hands and pulled me up. And she was like, y'all going to do this. And she ran beside me. And, you know, next thing I know, there's, there's Allie screaming my name.
3: (laughs) And also the thing you didn't mention is that so it's like it takes a turn and it and it goes right along the water, like the waterway. So there's a big like um there's like a lake there. And so you get this lake effect where there's lots and lots of wind. So much wind. So you're like running against the wind in this in these conditions and and you told me that all the porta potties <laughs> were going over
2: blowing (laughs)
4: away wow that's a
2: lot of wind
3: in the wind and that is lexi's like number one um nightmare is to be stuck in a porta potty that falls over
5: it was i just that was right when the race turned from like amazing to like holy crap
2: (laughs) literally Literally.
5: (laughs) literally um but
3: you know that those are just some of the like some of the things that you've overcome like you said you're like running up ski mountains for fun. I mean, I consider you one of the most um amazing runners that I know. Um and so I I'm really glad that you're able to share this story with us. So yeah, this is your second. Fun. Yeah, this is your second time running this race. Yeah. What what do you feel like um you took away from each time that you ran it? Cuz I know like when you have huge experiences like this, they they can kind of be learning experiences for us.
5: I remember the first year I did it last year. I remember after day one, which I didn't realize I had elevation sickness. I thought I was just lame. uh, I just remember being so exhausted and going to bed thinking there is no way I can wake up tomorrow and do this another race. And I did. And then I was like, okay, day two, there is no way I can do day three.
7: And then I did.
5: And I just remember day three, running across that finish line, crying, just like, I can't believe I have done this. And even though this year was a bit of a disappointment for me, which is just kind of funny, I was just, I really thought I had figured it all out, and then the day one didn't happen the way I wanted it to happen, I was still kind of proud of myself that I could do three hard things back to back. And it's not like crazy distances. They're just like going straight up a mountain, straight through a desert, they were just so challenging that <laughs> I still kind of can't believe I did it.
3: But they are crazy distances too. I mean, that's a long. Anytime anyone's running ten miles, that's like, that's like the the bridge. But then if you you're talking about like climbing up ten miles, running up a mountain, and do I mean that's in in that kind of weather and those kind of environments, it's just it's just amazing to me.
5: It's amazing. It's It's like, I don't know, being able to do that and looking back at that, it was just, my heart was huge the whole time. Like I couldn't believe how lucky I was to do something like this. It just felt like a gift.
2: (laughs) There's a really good message in there, Doreen, and we hear it from different people under different circumstances, and it all comes down to the same thing. You can do hard things. Believe in yourself. Do your training. Trust your training. You can do it.
3: That's funny because that's actually something
5: that Doreen says a lot. <laughs> it's literally oh, her catchphrase. It <laughs> and it took me half my life to figure that out, which is funny. So.
3: so if somebody were thinking about wanting to do something really challenging like this race, it sounds like this would be just an amazing race to do. What kind of advice would you give someone who is thinking about taking on this challenge?
5: I'd definitely say to prepare a little bit more than... I did, and learn a little bit more about elevation. If someone had the luxury of going much earlier than I did, I would suggest that. I wish I could have taken more time off of work and gone earlier. Um, I definitely think running up the mountain once a week at my local mountain helped significantly. Um, I felt so much stronger, and it's in the like, trail running isn't always running, running right. A lot of it is like climbing, like you're climbing through rocks, so. You're going up switchbacks. Um, I love that trail, these type of trail races, you get an opportunity to walk um, because you have no other choice and everyone else is also walking. Uh, So it's just definitely like a game leveler. Like we're all now crawling up these rocks. Um, So practice on elevation no matter where you can, what it can. Um, Try to go a little bit earlier. Bring as much water as you can. Practice running on sand. I hate sand I <laughs> <on> sand, <laughs> and make sure you look up as much as possible.
3: I love that. Um, so if somebody wants to be, kind of see maybe a little bit of the views and stuff that you saw, where can we take a little peek at stuff like that?
5: So vacation races.com is where you find out about the grand circle trail fest. And they have a video that they always have every year. And it's a wrap up video. So, um, and if you watch that and you see the current one, You'll see me at – it's like a half a second of me running down this amazing landscape at 37 seconds. It's kind of funny because I'm like, there I am.
4: (laughs) Cool, cool,
2: cool.
3: Yeah, we can definitely link that in the show notes as well too so people can take a peek at that. Um, And if anybody wants to get in touch with you and ask you more questions about this, how can they get in touch with you via social media or –
5: Yeah. My social media, um, uh, what is mine? It's most people call me Belle, um, from roller derby. So it's at Belle 57 because 57 was my derby number.
3: Cool. Um, so thank you so much for sharing your story with us. You know, I love you and I I appreciate, I appreciate you sharing it with our, our friends too, so that they can share in this awesome experience with you. And we're so proud of you and just, Thank you so much for joining us.
5: Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, it was my pleasure.
4: Thanks, Doreen, for that uh, great interview. Uh, if you stand by a little bit later during our uh, roll call, Doreen helps us out in uh, announcing all of you guys that are running Wine and Dine Weekend.
0: Yeah, John, you're right. We'll definitely be calling a lot of names because it is a brand new run Disney race season that we're all really, really excited about. But speaking of exciting things and speaking of a new Run Disney race season, this week Run Disney gifted us with, and, and I can't believe we're already talking about this. I know. Uh-huh. The 2024 2025 Run Disney race season. Yeah. Whew. Obviously, news has been plastered all over social media. We all got emails about it if you subscribe to the Run Disney newsletter but we're just going to quickly go through these dates and, and really just highlight the real big noticeable changes. The first one is, and I think this was the part that took everybody by surprise and everyone wondered if we would get more of this, and that is, ladies and gentlemen, we have a brand new race to start off the race season, and that is the Disneyland Halloween Half Marathon Weekend.
6: I can't
3: believe that they made a race for me.
0: It's nice. I, I mean, it it is nice. And I mean, it's also perfect if you really enjoy celebrating Halloween over Labor Day. Yeah, um, that's true.
3: Well, people who really love Halloween already have their 2024-2025 yes. October <laughs> schedule filled. So Absolutely. Being doing it in September is like the only way that tr- people who truly love Halloween could be able to do this race. It's like so,
4: traditional Oktoberfest. It now occurs in September. Yes. Exactly. Greg, you know they do Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. That's
0: like true. In they, they, they start filming at the beginning of August now. So, okay, this makes perfect sense. All right, never mind. That.
2: <laughs> Nevertheless, <laughs> it is exciting, Greg. You're yes, right. no,
0: absolutely. Um, the event dates for that are going to be September 5th through the 8th, 2024, And the general registration for that opens on February 13th, 2024. Now, again, usually in our heads, we have always thought that Wine and Dine would be the start of the Run Disney race season. Mm -hmm. But again, this new race is going to be. Um, but wine and dine is occurring same weekend, but it's one the way that the calendar falls this year, it's a, a double dip between October and November. So Wine and Dine will run October 31st if you actually want to celebrate oh, really? Halloween. Yes. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Uh so yeah, so the expo actually starts on Halloween uh next year and runs through November third of oh. 2024. And general registration for that race opens up on March 12th of 2024.
2: Can't you picture uh, people showing up at the expo in costumes? That, that you- would be amazing. I think it'll happen.
0: All right. We need to start it now. People need to come up with a Bob costume <laughs> uh, for the expo. And, and I'm not just talking Tinker Bob. I mean, I'm talking like just Bob Bob. That's you know, scary. Pl- plastic cheese Bob. Ellie, How That's are you on stilts? <laughs>
3: oh, yeah. I mean, I, I could, could probably it. pull it off. But you know what's crazy is that I think that a bunch of people are going to try to go to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party the night before and then just mm-hmm. not sleep and go to the 5 exactly. the Exactly.
0: No, day. absolutely. I mean, it's also a crazy thing, too. And I'm sure you probably could line it up even, you know, this race weekend, depending on your travel dates. But, you know, if you did a long enough trip, you could probably get the last... Mickey's Not So Scary Party and go to the first Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Oh yeah, which is absolutely wild the thing that you could probably do both things in the span of a week and a half. <laughs>
8: could oh yeah. Probably sure
3: could. or or we are going to.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Excellent question, Ali. Excellent. <laughs> Um, but then moving on, um, marathon weekend, um, did fall as we were speculating in one of our zoom calls that we had with everybody the other week. Um, it will be the second full weekend of January. So this is January 8th through the 12th, 2025 general registration for that race will be on April 9th of uh, 2024. Now, one of the big, differences is, you know, we look at this calendar and the Disneyland half marathon weekend is literally the weekend after marathon weekend, but here it's going to be a couple of weeks later. Uh, so Disneyland half marathon is January 30th through February 2nd, 2025 and registration opens June 18th, 2024. Then princess Usually occurs within that same weekend, whatever that weekend post-President's Day weekend is. Uh, So you're looking at February 20th through the 24th of 2025, registration on July 30th. And then next year, Springtime Surprise actually occurs a few weeks earlier than it has in the last couple of years. So for that event, you're looking April 3rd through the 6th, 2025, with registration opening on... August 27th of 2024. Surprise.
3: Now,
2: that's probably <laughs> it's a good always, thing though.
3: It's so funny though. Cause it's always just like, there's always some random surprise and springtime surprise. Like absolutely, it's yeah. either like, you don't know what the race, like what oh, the race is going to be yeah. until the, what was it like the week before registration this year, a couple days before registration, <laughs> yeah. where we found out what the themes were. Yeah. And then this one is like, surprise, it's on a, it's, it's not on Allie and Jack's birthday.
0: <laughs> well, the one thing that I thought of the reason why they maybe bumped it up early was because, you know, Easter, I think plays into, you know, and spring breaks and everything like sure. that. I was thinking, Oh, maybe Easter in 2025 is super early, but it's actually very late in April. So maybe they want to get the the race weekend done before the spring break crowds. I'm, I'm really not sure, but, Um, again, so that is your mapped out race season. Now they also did announce, um, the virtual events are coming back. So your typical summer series will be happening starting in June. And then, um, we're going to be getting the second annual virtual 12 K's of Christmas. Um, so that will be happening next holiday season as well. But the one thing, that a lot of people were curious about. And I was very surprised run Disney did provide information on this, you know, with all these new races in Disneyland um, is how can I get my coast to coast medal? And if you go on the run Disney website, it actually gives you a nice graphical breakdown of how you can earn your coast to coast medal starting in the calendar year of 2024. (gasps) Um, and oddly enough, and I know we talked about this when they announced the the coast to Coast challenge is there's going to be what they're calling two different tracks, and it's going to be two different medals, even though as of right now, we have no idea what those medals look like Now, the only way to earn track one's medal is you have to do a race during marathon weekend and then in Disneyland the following week. So that's track okay. 1 and it's own separate thing. But then track 2 is all sorts of different combinations of races. So you could do marathon weekend and then the Halloween race or you could do Disneyland and or Princess Springtime or Wine and Dine or you could do Princess and Halloween or Springtime and Halloween or Halloween and Wine and Dine. So Again, go on the Run Disney website. It's laid out graphically very, very well. It will give you all the finite details. But again, it it does get a little confusing in the weeds there with track one versus track two. But it gives you plenty of opportunities if you are going for that elusive coast-to-coast medal.
2: Very nice. I, I am inclined. I've said I want to go to Disneyland. I think the Halloween race sounds really good.
8: Let's do it.
2: I'm I'm optimistic. I'm going to give it a shot. Nice. Yep. Yep. Cool. Sounds like fun. Greg, thanks for the recap. Friends, we've talked about it a couple times tonight. Let's get to it. Let's do the Wine and Dine Weekend Roll Call. Friends, the roll call has become a tradition for the Rise and Run podcast. We do it before every Run Disney Weekend event. The first one was two years ago before Wine and Dine. And I'm just going from memory, but I believe there were 18 names, and it took us about 30 seconds. This one is a little bigger.
0: Hey Bob, since, since this is a tradition like any other, do you think one of these years we could get Jim Nance to just read all the names? <laughs> He's retired, you know. Jim Nance yeah. retired now. Okay, maybe right, then, then we'll get Romo. Well, I think
2: I think maybe Nance would come out of retirement for this. We'll have to check. Quite possibly. We'll have to ask him. We we, we can do it. Okay, here are the rules, friends. When you hear your name, stand up, be recognized, remain standing till we finish all the names for that race. If you are on board an aircraft and you're on short final and the seatbelt sign is on, you don't have to stand, but you do
4: have to raise your hand. (laughs) Okay. And if you see us at the expo, wave to us. Oh yeah. Now I did make note
2: of folks who have come in from, other countries and folks who listed that this was com- some kind of a special event for them i hope i got all those and didn't miss any if you told me you're coming from a foreign country obviously we got that the rest i'm either going from memory or so i i hope i got it right if i did not i apologize so without further ado let's start with the two course challenge Ali, kick us off please
3: well, there's another Allie doing the two course challenge. Allie F. Alicia, who is a perfect runner. That's our Alicia. Amber, Amy G, Amy L, Andy from the UK, Avery, Beth. This is our Bob. That's me. Yep. Brad and Maggie from Magic Bound Travel. Brandy, who's doing her first half. Brenna, Brian N, Brian W. Brittany and Brooke.
2: Continuing, Brian, Christina, Craig, Danny from the Netherlands, Dylan, Elizabeth, Erica, Aaron, Fred, Gina, Heidi R, and Heidi as in Allie's friend, Heidi. That's I Heidi know her. P, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Heidi P. Mm hmm holly idania jack that's our jack and jacqueline
5: all right then we have james Jeanette, jared jeff jenna and daughter lily first half marathon jennifer d jennifer is jennifer k jenny jeremy jim jody john Hey, that's John. Joshua and Julia. First half, 10K and challenge.
0: Ooh, that's exciting. We have Kay, Karen, Kate, Katie H, Katie R, our VIP, Kayla, Kelly with an I, Kelly with a Y, Carrie Ann and Mark, Kim, Kimberly, Kristen, Latia, Laurie with her daughter, Hannah, their first run Disney event, first 10K and first half marathon for both of them, and Laurie with an E. Then we have Leslie, we have our Lexi, Lindsay, Lizzie,
4: Lola, Lucy, Luke, Margaret, our friend Mark with all the graphics, Mary, Mary S. with her daughters, Matt. Megan, Melissa M., and Melissa W.
3: We have Michael, Micheline, Mike, Molly, Nikki, Paul, Rachel S., Rachel L., Rob, Ryan M., Ryan S., Sayuris, Sharon, Sheena, and
2: Skylar. Sonia with her friend Jessica. Sophie and her father. Tara P., Tara W., Taylor, Tony, Tracy, Vanessa, Victoria, Wendy, and Yar. The two course challenge, folks. All right. All right. You, you may all be seated. Congratulations. Let us move on to the half marathon. All
5: right. We have Andrew Puppet Runner, Allie, and Brandy. Casey, my other friend. Yay. Christina, Clara, Cody, Cynthia, Esther, Haley, Heidi, Jason, Jennifer A and husband Mike, first half for and our Run Disney event for both. First race for Mike. Oh, that's wow. a heck
0: of a first race. <laughs> that's yeah. For
5: real. Jessica yeah. H, first half marathon. Jessica L and husband husband's first run Disney event and got John, in. <laughs> John's first half and first run Disney event and Catherine
0: continuing on with the half marathon. We have Carrie, Kristen, Madeline, Mandy, Mary, Melissa, Michelle, Monica, part of the chaos crew because 110 miles is just not enough.
2: Let me explain that. Let me explain that. Monica, I believe, was registered for the challenge, but she's doing the half because on Saturday, she's running a
0: 50-miler instead. Jeez. (laughs) Unbelievable. Again, captain of the uh, chaos crew right there. That's right. Very appropriate. Continuing on, we have Rachel, Ruth, Sarah, Shonda, with her daughter, Grace, Stephen, Taylor, and her fiancé, Brandon, Troy Valeria and JJ all the way from Argentina.
2: Alright, that's our half marathon runners.
4: <laughs> Woo! Running the 10K. Okay, we have Andy, his first run Disney event. Anna, first run Disney event, and it's Lexi's sister. Brittany, Caitlin, Christina and Greg, first run Disney event. Julie, Kai. With mom, Sheena, 16th birthday, first race. Woo! happy birthday. Mary Jo, Megan, Melinda with daughter, Lucy, her first run Disney event and first 10K. Michelle, Missy, Salma, the first run Disney race. Season and Mark, they were just married. Ooh, this is congratulations. The- congratulations. Interesting way to spend the honeymoon, right? <laughs> <laughs> Charlene, Tammy, and Valerie. And those are our 10K runners.
0: You know, I, I just this on something, though, Go, going going back to the season, the mark there. I mean, if you can get up together at two o'clock in the morning, yeah. navigate right. to a bus and run and run Disney event, you, you're destined for anything in life. So so th- this is this is a perfect test of, of newlyweds.
3: Exactly. You can kind of see how it's going to pan out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> On the 5K now, I need to
2: explain. On the 5K, we're going to repeat some names because if you're doing the challenge and the 5K, you're going to show up in both places. So 5K.
3: Here we go. We got Ally, and that I know is a it's a repeat from before because we started off with Allie before.
2: That's right. So then we and got Amy, and it's not you,
3: and it's not me. So Amy, Andy, Becky, and Bob. I recognize those names. Oh because yeah. You know, Becky brings me cookies, so how can you not remember Becky? (laughs) Brandy, Brenna, Brian, Brittany L, Brittany O, Brooke, Carolyn, first run Disney event, and first 5K, awesome, with Selma as well, first run Disney event. Christina, Christine, Danny from the Netherlands.
2: Dylan, Elizabeth, Aaron, Fiona, her first ever run, event run. Gina, Holly, Jack, our very own Jack, Jacqueline, James, Jared with his son, Logan, Logan's first Disney race, Jason with his wife and mother-in-law, Je- Jenna and her daughter, Lily running her first 5K, Jennifer and Stephen, Jody, and how you doing, John? I'm doing great, Bob. Oh, you're running the 5K, too. That's cool. Oh, really? Oh, okay.
5: Yeah, he's standing up right now. As he should be. All right, we've got continuing on with Joshua, Kaylee, Katie, Kimberly, and son, Kristen with Mackenzie and Chris, Latia, Lori with daughter Hannah, Leslie, Lexi, Lindsay, Lizzie, Lola, and Dad Jay, Lucy, Maggie and Brad
0: and Margaret. And once again, we also have Mark, Matt, Melissa, Micheline, Missy, Molly, Nikki, Rachel, Ryan, Sarah C, Sarah G, our Peloton MVP Sharon, Tara, Taylor, and my boy Hollywood, Tony.
4: Rounding out the 5K, we have Tracy with daughter Tessa, Vanessa. Victoria, Wendy, and Yar. And that's our 5K runners.
2: Woohoo. So that's it for those who are going to be at Disney World. We do want to mention the virtual runners also.
3: Not with us at Disney, but with us in spirit will be Christine for the challenge, Dawn and Jen for the half, Heather C, challenge, Heather O, 5K, Heidi, 5K, Joe, 5K and challenge. Laura, 5K and Challenge, Molly for the 5K, Sabrina for the Challenge, Sean for the Challenge, Stephanie for the Challenge, and Sarah for the 5K, live then Challenge somewhere on site.
2: And that, my friends, is the roll call for the 2023 Wine and Dine Race Weekend. Well done. Thanks to all of you for for dropping your names in the race report. We're excited. There are about... 235 entries there. Several of them had more than one name. There's at least 250 names we just read through. That's a bit more than the 18 that we did two years ago.
0: And if we have that many for wine and dine, I suggest that everyone goes out to their local running store now, buys a pair of those new Ghost, uh, Brooks Ghost Max shoes that are very, very comfortable because you're going to be standing in the water yeah. for a marathon. Weekend, awesome.
2: We'll awesome stuff, my friends. Thanks so much. And I do want to give a special thanks to Doreen for hanging around with us to help us get through this roll call. Doreen, you're a champ. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. Friends back. Oh, golly. I guess probably about late in 22, we had a segment that we called Podcasts We Listen To. We interviewed, talked with other podcasters about shows that we do listen to. We're going to bring that back for the next couple, especially for the next couple of long race weekends. I want to start it out with our friend Mark Lane Holbert and wishing Mark a happy birthday should be today, I believe, on release day. Let's talk with Mark about his podcast, The Running Anthropologist. Mark. Welcome to the Rise and Run podcast. Thanks
8: so much. I'm glad to be here. It's great to see you. uh, As we record, I can see you too. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's good to see you too. And thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. So Mark, we're going to talk about your podcast. I'd like to talk about the Running Anthropologist podcast, your Running Anthropologist website. Friends, Mark's going to be back with us in a couple of weeks. He is a what is it, Mark? You're an area director uh, Yeah, Galloway? they call
8: them uh, program directors. For, program yeah, directors. And that's right, for a particular area, in this case, Tampa Bay.
2: Yeah, we're going to chat a bit about that in a forthcoming episode that we're going to talk about running with groups. But let's just delve a little bit, Mark. Let's talk about you as a runner before we get into the podcast.
8: Sure, I'd love that, yeah.
2: I know you're a Galloway Pacer. Uh, what are some big runs you've done? What's What have you paced lately?
8: Oh, gosh. You know, the, I was just going to say the best part of my running career has been, believe it or not, the last few years with uh, with Galloway. I've got to meet so many great people and got to go to so many great events, including Disney events, and uh, made a lot of good friends. Uh, my wife, actually, who I, I think you had on the podcast not too long yeah, ago. Yeah, we been sure a, did a Disney runner for life. So she she's known Jeff for a long time and I've been a coach for a long time. I, I started running way back and, you know, when I was young and uh, when I was in college, I started coaching a local high school team and uh, this was in, in Michigan and I've kept with it. You know, I've kept uh, since then I've coached college for or uh, coached high school for a long time, coached some in college with I am in club teams. And uh, now, as you know, i uh, hoping to help uh you know long distance um adult runners as well so awesome
2: awesome you used the phrase when i was young mark you're still young (laughs) of course (laughs) it's all it's all in the eye of the beholder that's right that's right i think you're still young the running anthropologist uh website and podcast which came first
8: That's a good question. You know, the project idea started um, during the pandemic. Um, I I was, as most of us, kind of twiddling my thumbs a little more than usual. I also had a newborn daughter who um, was at home with us um, quite a bit, so I was spending a lot of time with her. And during those short uh, periods in between when she was napping, I thought about, you know, how can I do something fun that and I kind of fell back to this running anthropologist idea I'd had. And basically, you know, basically just wanted to explore a few corners of running culture that I was interested in, kind of a niche thing that I didn't think others uh, were covering, you know, Uh, kind of a a nerd project, so to speak.
2: (laughs) It's a unique title. Where did it come from?
8: Uh, I, I was trained as an anthropologist, um, did my undergraduate work, and went on to do some grad work in linguistics, so ling- cultural linguistics, um, and taught languages and studied languages. Um, but the anthropology bit is just kind of that curiosity of learning about other cultures. And sometimes from looking at it on the inside, we don't realize you know, how unique running culture is. And kind of having a chance to travel and see that in different places, I thought I'd love to, you know, interview some people and get their perspective on, uh, you know, whatever corner of running culture they occupy. Uh, So that's kind of how it started. And I realized during the pandemic, I could do a lot of that, uh, of course, virtually. So that was also a plus.
2: That's great. It's, It's I listen to it. It's a good podcast. Your format, you have guests on every episode, correct?
8: Uh, that's right, Yep, just guest based. and I don't believe you publish on a regular schedule. Is that correct? Also correct yeah, about about once a month, sometimes once every couple months kind of depending on uh, a you know the academic schedule i'm I'm a professor I, I work uh, as a faculty member at uh, University of South Florida and um, you know during that sometimes are like a heyday and sometimes they're easier. but I always kind of have a few people. I'm thinking about and reaching out to in between and it kind of depends on them a little bit too.
2: Yeah. I understand that. Uh, I'm not going to ask who your favorite guest was. That's (laughs) unfair. Totally. (laughs) But a couple highlights, maybe some interesting novel, maybe some folks that uh, said things you didn't expect or uh, any episodes that you might want to steer
8: us to. You know, I would probably steer and probably give myself away in that there's a few people I've interviewed more than once, okay, and those were the ones of course that I really really enjoyed, and I felt like, oh they' you know I would love to talk to them again, and those include, of course Jeff Galloway and Chris Twiggs, of course um, who um I think are doing a lot uh, for the culture of running and have changed it uh, for the better um, and of course uh some I guess some of the more um further afield guests who do have done some extraordinary things um, include Mike Wardian, um, who's an ultra runner, who has done just, you know, unique things, record-breaking things, and also unique um, challenges that he's done. Um, and um, a, a good friend of mine uh, h- has been on a few times um, is uh, my friend Jorge, who um, he, he's actually not a, you know, not a pro runner or anything like that. He's one of us, but he, um, he found his way to running through for a unique cause. And I've talked to him a few times about his work uh, as a pacer. Um, he's, he is a good runner and he's paced, um, several hundred races, um, including a lot of ones that others couldn't fill. He's, uh, uh, especially a Marine Corps, uh, MCM devoted person. So, he's one of the people that convinced me to go to MCM and do a little um, special on that where I interviewed people, you know, at MCM and the race director and kind of tried to get a little bit more about the culture of that particular event. And um, I've done that um, a few times, including meeting Jorge uh, Garcia a few times um, and meeting him there uh, so that he could tell me about it while he was there and kind of give a tour. We went out to the um, you know, to Arlington, um, interviewed a few folks that were running for um, soldiers who had, who had fallen and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, it, It's something that um, it's hard to capture unless you're there, but I did my very best to kind of do a little documentary uh, about that.
2: That is a great event. It's one of those, of course, we have the six world majors, but then I always kind of think of, all right, just, just below that. MCM, Flying Pig, Disney, a bunch of them So maybe our friends who ran MCM might want to go back and listen to that episode or episodes, or just did you get it all into one episode, Mark?
8: Um, I, I did one where I interviewed uh the race director and then another one where I was kind of on the ground. So it was a couple.
2: So I'll bet friends who did that one would enjoy listening to it. Conversely, it's one I'd like to do. Now, you know. I know how I know what I need to do. I need to register. I need to get myself up there, but it's yeah. I think it's a terrific event. That sounds like a very interesting series of episodes. Uh, I recently listened. You had a, a friend who was a physiotherapist and also an accomplished runner on a young woman. Thought that was a very. I thought that was a very interesting episode.
8: Oh, thank you. Yeah, that, that's the most recent one I recorded. In fact, I plan to interview a few more physical therapists. And I, you know, it's interesting. I, I think sometimes we get kind of caught up in the, uh, the, the glitz and glam, you know, the famous people. And uh, we fail to notice that like, oh, these, these guys wouldn't be able to do any of this, nor nor plenty of us without um, the side of physical therapy and strength, um, the things that we need to continue running uh, when we're older, especially, but in it really at any stage. Uh, PT is just so cool, you know, to learn about the process and why people do it and um, how, um, how they got into it, and so also to get some tips like, you know, what are the few things you would tell a runner who's, you know, not injured or who might be injured that um, they should be thinking about?
2: They are certainly very valuable to us. I know personally I've visited with them quite often, and golly, I wouldn't be running if it wasn't for a good PT, a good series of PTs. So, yeah, that was fun let's shift a little bit the website mark the, is it a supplement to the podcast kind of completely different or
8: that's a good way to put it a, a supplement I I sometimes refer to it as a blog site it's kind of set up in that blog site format and it's just a chance for me to kind of share some thoughts and some some links you know some resources with regard to the uh, the topic of that episode and, and and in particular the things that the the interviewee, um, wanted to share out, um, or things that they had mentioned. Um, so you could, you know, in theory, you could kind of scroll through the blog site and just see what episodes interest you and then go back and and find that episode afterwards.
2: How many episodes in the can, Mark?
8: Uh, let's see here. I think we're about at 75. Oh, that's significant. uh, Yeah. So you've
2: been doing this for a while. (laughs)
8: Yeah. Not too quickly. You know, it's like you said, it's not a weekly thing. So it's really been a labor of love in terms of, um, you know, finding topics that are, uh, I listen like you, probably I listen to a lot of podcasts and every once in a while I think, Oh, there's a, there's a gap in knowledge here, or there's something that I'm really interested in that I would love to talk to someone about. And then I, um, then I kind of try to create an episode around that.
2: Mark, I think that's the, I think that's the best way to do a podcast i know i i can speak for the gang labor of love if you think you're going to get rich <laughs> don't do a podcast <laughs> but but if you if you enjoy it and you think you're filling a niche and it's something you like talking about and sharing the audience will find you and i hope uh, i hope we can send some more folks your way
8: oh thank you i appreciate that
2: well mark i've been on that website and i i do enjoy it and one thing I think I see running through as a thread is something maybe you'll want to talk about a little bit, Logo therapy. What is that and how does it apply? Sure.
8: Yeah, no, I, I'd love to touch on that briefly. So you'll find a thread through, certainly through the, the episodes in my sharing, but also in some of the uh, write-ups and resources I share that um, is helping runners to really think about their purpose, their why um, making sense of difficult experiences of suffering, of setbacks. Um, because we all know those are a big part of our running and also of course of life, uh, of
2: our life. Yeah, absolutely.
8: So, um, I, am a logotherapist. Um, my training is in educational psychology and I've used logotherapy with, uh, with individuals of all sorts, but especially over the last few years, uh, with my runners, um, and with folks that I've taken on, um, you know running pilgrimages running retreats um and it's I, I find it's a good framework to to really it helps us both mentally and in the long run uh helps us physically if we can kind of get behind uh a higher purpose and uh, align our running with uh, our core values in, in this case
2: very interesting i couldn't agree more that a great part of the running game is mental It's your outlook, and it's a big deal. All right, Mark, now look, I know uh, we've about about time to wrap up here. We've mentioned it, but let's tie a bow on this. Where can friends find the podcast, and where can friends find your website?
8: Sure. Uh, So the podcast, you can link to just about any place. I think the most popular ones, you know, like Apple, Spotify, Google, um, and uh, just type in uh, running anthropologist, um, separate words. And if you want to find us, you know, in general, just type in Running Anthropologist, um, you know, Facebook, Instagram, um, or go to runninganthropologist.com. There you go.
2: Mark, it's always a pleasure talking with you. I, I really appreciate you spending the time. Uh, I look forward to seeing you at Disney World. You're going to be down there this year, I hope.
8: Yeah, of course. I I will. Um, I will be in New York for Wine and Dine weekend, but all the events after that, I will be present and my wife and daughter will be roaming around the Expo Hall and causing trouble uh, for Wine and Dine also.
2: All right. All right. Great. And we look forward to talking with you again in a
8: couple of weeks. I look forward to it too. Thanks. Thanks, Bob. All
2: right, Mark. Thanks for taking the time to visit with us. Mark's going to be back with us in a couple of weeks. We want to do an episode about running with groups and mark is the jeff galloway group director for the tampa area so he'll be back to talk about that next week episode 111 the wine and dine weekend recap this weekend in addition to being wine and dine we've alluded to it once already is the new york city marathon now we will talk about the new york city marathon we've asked our friends from the run dopey group several of whom are going to be in new york this weekend to join us in an upcoming episode and talk about that i want to give a shout out our buddy david david's going to be running i believe this is his first marathon
0: that's correct yep yeah yeah Yeah.
2: david's doing in new york uh David, your whole family, your wife Greta, your whole family, including your golden retriever
0: Noodle, are rooting for you. As well as hashtag bird in hand, baby.
2: (laughs) And David's running New York on his 35th birthday. Happy birthday, David. Good luck to everybody running New York. Good luck, David. Friends, it's time for the race report. Now with more candy. (laughs) That's right. The leftover Halloween stuff, much of which I think is going to appear at the uh, beat up on Saturday. At least I hope it is. I don't want it hanging around my house. I have a tough enough time keeping the weight off, but let's get to the race report. Let's start on Saturday in Ocean City, Maryland, the Ocean City Running Festival inaugural event for this running festival. It was hot. I think it was warm throughout the Northeast. Yes, Unseasonably it was. warm. Yeah. I mean, it was warm down here, but it was beautiful and nice. But I think it was unexpectedly, un- unseasonably hot. Our friend from the We'll Run For podcast, Tom, ran the half marathon there. He said it was flat, but it was very sunny, warmer than expected. He did his best. He survived and finished. Buddy, Tom, that's all we can do. I congratulate you for that. Good job, brother. Yeah, Lauren was there, ran the half. Also, uh, Tom's wife, Diana, and their friends, Nicole and Ryan, ran the 8K. And Tom was happy that they had Thrasher's French Fries waiting for him at the finish. Ah, uh,
0: yes, a boardwalk staple. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: I, I did not get that far south i was an atlantic city wildwood type guy
4: so thrashers was new to me yeah uh, thrashers is like curly fries down in wildwood okay all right but anyway
2: good job everyone in ocean city in blowing rock north carolina maggie ran the high country breast cancer foundation 5k in houston texas the monster mosh 10k uh jennifer well jennifer ran the 5k there was a 5k and a 10k jennifer said it was a warm one her times are improving though despite some calf cramping problems and having to stop and stretch a little bit during the race she's at disney world right now getting ready to run wine and dine leslie was there ran the 10k faster faster first 5k and then once the sun came up she had to pull the pace back it gets hot you got to do that struggled in the heat a little bit uh miles four and five were on a backstretch, no breeze no shade makes it tough good training for florida though says leslie next up is the disneyland 10k and our buddy andy better known as lucky was there leslie found him and got a chance to say hi Oh, good job. Folks, Indianapolis, Indiana, the monumental marathon. Gabby ran the marathon. Gabby ran a sub four marathon. Go, Gabby, go. Awesome work. A 13 minute and 17 second PR. Great run, Gabby. Same weekend in Indianapolis, Angela ran the half. Great course great course lots of positive energy lots of race support angela lives in the area but said this would be a good destination run another friend who lives in the area jeff was there and did the half half marathon number 97 for jeff uh sub 210 pace is bib where you have your name on his bib jeff had scrooge mcduck i thought that was pretty cool uh He had uh, finished time for some salty McDonald's French fries and diet Coke. What Jeff refers to as an Olympic level recovery nutrition plan.
0: That is a perfect post-race meal right there. I mean, nothing better than a good French fry and a diet Coke. Salty
2: French fries. I think that's great. I would actually drink the real fully leaded, Totally sugared up coke right after a half marathon. I think that's that's a time where you can really do I it. I would too. Yeah, it wouldn't hurt you. Would not bother you at all. Uh Cape May, New Jersey had a hollowed half marathon. Angela ran her first half marathon there. First half, that's gotta be a PR. <phone rings> Over not far from Disney World in Claremont, Florida, the Nightmare on the Claremont Trails 5K. A couple folks ran that one. Mary Jo talked about the out and back loop with the second mile on trails. Uh, The trails are mostly dirt paths. So she walked that part because all the routes and they had uh, had spook zones in there that kept it interesting. That sounds like fun. Yeah, it does. Sounds like fun. Uh, not a PR that's okay. You can't PR every race, but probably one of her best 5k times in a while. That's good. Love to hear that. I love the metal and the shirt, tons of good post-race snacks and free beer. Adania was there. Adania walked most of this one with her husband. Her husband was dressed as captain Kirk. Oh, and she was Spock. I believe I hope I don't have those backwards. <laughs> Great weather. Uh, Adanya PR'd fun. And if she's listening to this and I got him backwards, she's probably laughing even harder now. At least I hope she is. And not upset with me. Uh, Laura Ann was there. Actually, actually, now, Laura Ann doubled up. And just the order I have him here, this was her second race of the day. She had one earlier. This was an evening race. Uh, fantastic, beautiful scenery. She talked about the scare zones and the food afterwards. Ran both of the races that day with her friend Cynthia. Finally, Kayla was there also in Hoboken, New Jersey. The Hoboken. <laughs> oh, <laughs> See, man. They did that? Yeah, yeah, pretty clever. Uh, Melissa was there and ran that 5K. Fort Smith, Arkansas, Whitney's Race 5K. Guess who did this one? Fort Smith, Arkansas. Hmm.
0: Hmm. Could hmm. it be? Could it be? Well, is it Jeff? No, that's Fishers, Indiana. Never that's mind.
2: Fishers, Indiana. My <laughs> buddy Joe and the three amigos. The three amigos took first, second, and third place in their age group. Joe says he's glad that the rain stopped during the race. Uh, this race was started by Joe's ear doctor as a fundraiser for pancreatic cancer research. The, uh, the doc's wife Uh, passed from that disease so it's important to everybody and that's a great cause in miami beach florida the halloween half marathon and freaky four mile or a couple friends there also amelia amelia ran the half it was an out and back on the beach board walking the last half mile was actually on the beach amelia came in 11th in her age group which is uh, she's in a tough age group she's in the 18 to 24 age group That's where the overall winners of the race were. So good job there to get up almost into the top 10. Nicely done. Next for Amelia, the Miami half marathon in January. She's shooting for a big PR in that race. Robbie was there. Robbie did the four miler, got up early, drove on down to Miami beach from Fort Lauderdale. Uh, Robbie commented that it was windy on the beach. Uh, And his comment and the weather I mean, Miami is a little bit different than the weather up here near Tampa, but Robbie's comment, it does not suck to run in Miami at this time of year. Yeah, I go along with that. Weather's pretty nice. Hopefully it's nice for our friends this weekend. Dallas, Texas, the Dallas women's half. Allison missed her alarm, was late to the event, found out then that the ev- event was canceled. So I guess you really weren't late if the event was canceled. Allison uh, made lemons out of lemonade, made lemonade out of lemons, or did something. I don't even know if there were lemons down there in Dallas. But anyway, Allison did seven training miles on the treadmill. Good job. Long Island, New York, the Green Lawn Fire Department, Halloween 5K. Megan, Megan, after nine Saturdays in a row with rain. They finally got some sunshine and temps in the high 70s on Long Island. Megan came in fourth in her age group and set a new 5K PR. She so ran this one with her running buddy, who is her uncle. I like seeing families run together. That's really cool. Great job, Megan.
3: If it's your running buddy, that's your uncle. Is it a runkle?
2: That's cool. <laughs> or a running buncle. I don't know that's cool but that's cool that really is neat uh, i like it in uh, north palm beach florida the north palm beach Lynx ghost run 5k jennifer and her husband steven great run uh golf course actually has some rolling hills which they're not used to from training in south florida cute medals with a glitter purple cat up next jennifer and steven are at disney world maybe listening to this but they're there for wine and dine melbourne florida the ghostly gecko 5k the bulls chaos crew was there let's see what the chaos crew did in melbourne florida uh let's see now earlier in the day before the race monica got to see her oldest daughter compete in her first state meet she came in 38th overall in her division team took home the championship That's really cool. Uh, At the race, the costumes, the music, the awards, the high school volunteers, they always have a group theme, the volunteers do. This year, the group theme, they all dressed as different versions of Barbie and Ken. That seems appropriate for this year. They can't all dress as Taylor Swift, so different versions of Barbie and Ken is appropriate all of it was awesome. Uh, number three child won her very first age group award coming in third. Her friend took second. That's neat. Monica took second in her age group using five minute run, 30 second walk intervals per customized training. That's outstanding, Monica. I didn't, didn't make note of her her runtime, but that's finishing second in your age group in a race like that is really great. Uh, Rest of the crew ran really well. Number two child got a 5K PR. And, and this has got to be important to number two, she beat her older sister.
3: That is important.
2: It's got to be. It's got to be. But now look, the best part of the weekend three of the kids teamed up to win the costume contest and a $100 gift card. Pretty cool. That's a successful weekend for the Bulls Chaos Crew in Melbourne. Neat. Greenville, South Carolina, the Sphinx Swamp Rabbit Marathon. Jo Ellen ran her first marathon. By default, that's a PR. She had sore hamstrings all week, which can be tough. So her goal was just to finish, which she did uh lots of hard lessons learned from the hot hilly course but she finished next up the disney marathon one of my favorite pictures in the post that joella made on facebook was the go mom sign that was there for her again i'm a sucker for those family things our friend mary was there too uh she did it she did this race as part of her virtual well not part of she did this marathon as her virtual for the new york city marathon a beautiful course ended the race around a baseball field kind of reminded her back in the days when we ran through wide world of sports at disney she came in at the course time limit but that's okay she's talking about the time limit to qualify for the new york city marathon hello new york 2024 and mary's also At Disney World, even as we speak. In Charlotte, Michigan, the Do Not Stop 5K, Sean was there. This course was covered in mud from the current rain. So it was his slowest 5K time in almost 10 years. But he still came in first in his age group, 20th overall. Must have been one heck of a muddy course. Uh, the prize for all of this, a nice donut and some apple cider. Well, it is fall. That's not a bad thing to get. Congrats on that finish, uh, Sean, the triple lakes trail half marathon. This is the fourth race of four in a trail race series. And they combine each of the races had a quadrant that looked like stained glass for a metal. So when they were all done, the four pieces came together and they look really great.
0: Yeah. Mark showed this off today during the customized zoom call. I mean, this thing was gorgeous. And dare I say, when all put together makes a space coast metal look tiny.
2: (laughs) It was pretty big. I'll go along with this pretty big. Hey, Mark left us a race report.
1: A quick race report about the Triple Lakes Half Marathon Heavy Air Quotes because the race ended up being about 14 miles long. Uh, so local multi-distance half marathon, marathon, ultra race. And one of the bridges they used for the course was deemed unsafe a week ago, so they had to completely reroute everything, which made for a very interesting run. But the weather was gorgeous. Nice high 50s to start, low 70s by the end. The leaves are changing. Um I'm holding up the pictures I took on my phone so you can have a look. But if that doesn't work, I'll put them on Facebook too. Got to spend about half the run with somebody from my alma mater who was having a rough race, and we got to go through the whole thing and finish together. It was a good feeling, and I just can't wait to see all of you next week at wine and dine have a great one and we really will see you soon
2: mark thanks for doing that hey i'll remind you friends you want to leave us your own race report Seven two seven two six six two three four four. that's all it takes we'll be happy to play it trinity flora the tunnel two towers 5k laura this was the first of two races for laura we talked about the other one already uh, late start nine fifteen. good crowd local restaurants brought food out for the runners love that in mackinac island michigan the great turtle trail run beautiful course lots of great looking photos here uh, a couple runners emily was there this is emily's first half marathon let's hit the pr bell right now <phone rings> She is glad that the sun came out and thrilled that her husband and kids were there to watch her start and finish. She had a goal to finish in three hours less a B goal just to finish her official chip time, three hours and 15 seconds. We're calling that a win. Emily, we're calling that an A goal for you. Pamela was there. Pamela ran with an OG rise and run t-shirt. You know, the one that had all the races listed on it.
9: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah a collector's item pamela look great glad it worked for you Uh, let's see tiffany was there tiffany tells us mackinac translates to great turtle which is what the native americans thought the island looked like so the race medal is an outline of the island as a turtle pretty cool looking metal you can find photos on facebook Uh, no cars allowed on the island so horse carriages had to bring in the water for the water stops. Cool. Yeah. Still in Saturday, this time in Virginia Beach, the Wicked 10K. Samantha Lee and her husband, always a fun Halloween race, loves all the costume. She's missing out on Wine and Dine this weekend. So she and her husband decided that their costumes for this race would be Wonderland themes for her husband this was his first ever 10k that's a pr despite it getting kind of sunny at the end samantha's happy with her time for this race good job up there in virginia beach it was probably a pretty warm day the village zombie run 5k in the village of east davenport iowa our buddy Kayla got to run outside a week before wine and dine Kayla, the treadmill queen got to run outside. Her husband acted as a guide for this one. Got me through it. It was his first 5k in over eight years. Kayla is so excited to be running in Disney world this weekend. I don't know if you saw the photo Kayla posted. It looked like she was putting up with no nonsense after this race. (laughs) She had a look. Hey, Kayla, whatever you say goes, my friend. Good job there. Good job to you and to your husband. We'll see you this weekend. Apex, North Carolina, the American Tobacco Trail 10-miler. Brian ran this one Uh, after signing up for Goofy. Modified his A goal to a B goal of less than 10 minutes a mile, which he beat by eight seconds a mile. That's pretty good. Race was beautiful, great temps, flat trail on compacted gravel. Sport was just okay, but this is the first race where he got a finisher's towel, but sadly no finisher's medal. That's unusual anymore for a race not to have a finisher's medal. I know when I first started running back in the 1980s, no races had finisher's medal. Now it's, pretty common just every now and then we hear about one that doesn't have one and brian ran one in north carolina this week houston texas brandy's doing the west u halloween dash 5k out of the mud from last week you remember brandy was our mud runner that we talked to last week out of the mud into a full sugar skull makeup Here's another race that gave out no medals, but a cool pumpkin bag with treats. That's fair. I'll take that. Rounding out Saturday, the Brooklyn PTA fun run for schools, Doug and his son, Zeb. This one takes place in the lovely Prospect Park, New York. Lots of cute kids, families, teachers, other school staff members come out to support the schools. This was their fourth year running this one. And Zeb finished with a five minute PR over last year. Zeb, this PR bell is for you. Friends, let's move to Sunday. And one of the big running events of the year is one of the big marathons in the United States. The Marine Corps Marathon in Washington, D.C. We had a bunch of rise and run friends there and we've got five of them that's right count them five of them with us tonight for the race report spotlight i'm going to ask you please to introduce
7: yourselves Sure. hi bob i'm jennifer from baltimore maryland and this was my first marathon
9: hi i'm taylor i'm from winchester from virginia And this was my first non-dopey marathon.
10: Hi, I'm Tara, also from Baltimore, Maryland. And this was my third marathon, my first non-Disney marathon. Probably my first not quite full marathon.
2: (laughs) Okay, you can tell us. I understand what you're talking about. You can tell us about that in a little bit.
11: Hey, friends. This is Brenna from Washington, D.C. And this is my second Marine Corps marathon, but also my second marathon overall.
6: Hi, I'm Abby. I'm from Panama City, Florida. This was my third marathon and my fastest marathon.
2: Very nice. Very nice. We'll ring the PR bell in just a little bit, Abby. (laughs) Okay. I promise. (laughs) Greg's got it ready. It's behind him. I mean, you can't see it, but it's back there somewhere. Um, So, yeah. So we got pretty much four locals. And then, Abby, you you came up from the panhandle in Florida. Mm -hmm. Yep. Neat. Neat. Great stuff. Look, this, this marathon has such a wonderful reputation and let's start out. I typically start asking, and I think I will. I typically start the day before and ask about the expo. Now I haven't heard much about the race expo at Marine Corps. Anything special about the Marine Corps Marathon Expo?
9: So I went to the expo on Friday and Friday I heard wasn't as crazy as Saturday Um, But I took my two-year-old with me, and we got my bib. We got some good merchandise. Most of it was actually pretty much sold out, though, by the time I got to it. And that was on Friday afternoon, probably around 4 o'clock. And most of the women's sizes were already completely sold out. Um, And I'm sure that was the same for Saturday going into it. And they had a lot of um, different... Um, groups there. Um, Noon was one of the sponsors so they had the big old Noon truck um, and just a lot of other people there as well. But it wasn't too busy when I went but I heard it got crazier. The biggest thing that it was really far, it was at the Gaylord which is a National Harbor which took forever to get there on a Friday afternoon coming from um, Loudoun County area of Virginia.
2: Washington D.C. traffic. Yep yes there's (laughs) it's special
11: very special and the metros weren't operating well the metros were not operating well because i took the bus from the hotel where the expo was to one of the local subway stops or metro stops and then those lines were not operating so i had to take another metro before i transferred to my third metro to get home oh
0: my Brenna, it's interesting that you say that because uh, completely different race. But a couple of years ago, when I ran Cherry Blossom, I stayed at like the official race hotel in Crystal City, and they did not have their metro station open to get people over to, to the start really? area by the Washington Monument. So that does not surprise me in the least bit whatsoever. Wow. Wow. Because that's, that's the way to get around in Washington, D.C., is the
2: metro. I used to head up there. Yeah, wow.
10: I was just going to say something. More, one more thing about the metro. I was going to take the metro on Friday to go to the expo, and I got to the metro station and I parked my car, and then I got into the metro and I realized. Then I looked at how long it was going to take me to get to the Gaylord on the metro, and it was going to be an, an hour and twenty three minutes.
2: Oh, gee
10: whiz! <laughs> just for me to drive myself, so I went promptly and got right back in my car and paid my eight dollars and ninety five cents for the five minutes I was in the metro station. Oh, but it was geez. worth. That hour to to just be able to drive myself, and then I was able to park, you know, near the Gaylord it was fine, but <laughs> kind of ridiculous.
2: Well, I'm sorry you had those troubles. That those weren't the only problems for the weekend, I don't think. Um, <laughs> no,
7: yeah. no.
2: The, Abby, it was pretty hot, wasn't it? It was pretty hot. And you're from Florida.
6: Yeah. I hate running in the heat. Like even in Florida, I'm not used to it here. So I was like really hoping it was going to be like 50 degrees when I went up to DC, when I booked this marathon like six months ago. And then of course, like the one weekend we're there, it's like 80. And I'm like, I was hoping for some fall weather because I'm tired of this, this heat
2: here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have a cold front coming through in the next day or two. I know it's supposed to be
6: 38 degrees at my house this week. So I'm very excited for it actually.
2: (laughs) Wow. Wow. That's chilly for the panhandle of Florida. But we're here to talk about Marine Corps Marathon. Uh let's let's talk about the event. D- Jennifer, because of the heat, they had to change the course or something, didn't they?
7: They did. Um, they there are several, there are three gauntlets um, throughout the course and before the course, they give you times and cutoffs where you need to meet. So I think it's mile 17, mile 20 and mile 23. Um, I keep telling people today that ignorance was bliss for me because they were not clear because of the humidity. There, there were a lot of people that were having trouble on the course. It was obvious that people were having trouble with the heat. Uh, but what didn't happen was they didn't tell us that the first cutoff for 17, mile 17, they were going to cut it off more than a half an hour earlier than they had advertised. Um, and they apparently did that for mile 20 and 23 as well. So mile 23, the cutoff was supposed to be um, 1.49 PM and they moved it back to one fifteen PM. Um, so a lot of people actually got taken off the course between mile 20 and 23 um, because of the humidity. And, because, and I, I actually, we, we had a friend who had some really serious, his um, problems at the end, he was having a really hard time and they he had to see a medic and he, he had a temp I mean, his internal temperature was 103 degrees and he, he he runs in Alabama. So it's not like he's not accustomed to it. So admittedly, there seemed to be a lot of people on the course that were really struggling with the humidity and the heat yesterday. Um, but it wasn't clear that they were cutting off the gauntlets early for those of us that were running.
0: I know we're probably doing this race report spotlight a little out of order, but obviously it makes sense because the heat and the humidity really were the story of the weekend. So talking about, you know, the gauntlet times getting shortened and everything like that, how does that relate to you running get, you know, finishing the race, receiving the medal, having official results, how did that all play out? And did it affect any of uh, you ladies on, on the course that day?
10: Um, well, for me, I actually, I got notification of before the, before the first gauntlet. Maybe it was just where I was in the race. course, Jennifer, I'm not sure. And I got it from the um, Marine Corps app. I got a message and it came across. Oh. It on, um, and, but I got it five minutes before they closed the gauntlet. <laughs> so I don't know if everybody got it at the same time, but there were definitely people around me that were all remarking at the same moment. So the way my race strategy was, I was planning to get to that gauntlet between twelve ten and twelve fifteen. And at five minutes of 12, I got the notification that the gauntlet the first gauntlet was closing at 12. So I was like, well, I'm not, and I was a mile away. So I was like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not running a mile in five minutes. There's no way, no how. So at that point in time, I knew that my race was changing for sure. And um, so other people around me were like that as well. Um, I kept running and I actually saw my husband at mile 17. He's like, you know, they cut the course. And I'm like, yeah, I know they cut the course. It's fine. And a person right next to me says, what What are you talking about? So some people got the notification and some people didn't. Um, For me, that changed my rates because at that point I was like, well, I'm not running a marathon today. And so I was like, I guess I'm out for a training run. I think I'll walk for a little bit. So I ran, so I walked from mile 20 to about mile 23. And then I was like, what am I doing? I need to finish this race. And then I ran the last five K. So, um, you know, using my, uh, a walk, run strategy. So I, I definitely did. It did definitely change my race in the sense. Like I, I, it changed my whole mental game. Um, you know, for, for the rest of the race, after I knew that I, I wasn't. Understand. Yeah.
4: Before the race started, did they say they were going to cut the race short or this happened mid race?
7: Mid race. Mad
4: race and five minutes, five minute warning. Okay.
2: That happened, uh, Disneyland 2000, was it 20? They 20, didn't yeah. Announce. yeah. That's when they cut off the Blizzard beach part and that wasn't announced until you got there. So, so that does happen and it's out of your control. You can only the run the
4: race that's in front of you. So you, you did great. So follow up, follow up to tower. So you said you finished your race or what did that mean?
10: So, I mean, at the end, when I when I stopped my watch, I was at 24.2 miles. My husband thinks they they diverted the course by about three miles. I don't know if anybody else has their thing. I, I, so I did an extra mile of weaving, which is probably the case, um, which sounds a little bit excessive. So I'm not really sure exactly how much they cut off from that first gauntlet, but they did cut other ones throughout the race. Maybe somebody else got cut somewhere different. So I, I missed the first gauntlet. So I basically went from about mile 17 to close to mile 20 um, the, way, the way that they cut mine. Um, so I'm not sure what other people.
0: And now Tara, did you officially get a medal and an official finisher's time or, or how, how does that all work out?
10: I did get a medal. Um, so they still did, did and still got all of the the things that they give you at the finish line. The, the, they, they have boxes very similar to the, to the run Disney boxes and, um, you know,
2: no cheese uh, Cheese. oh god
10: <laughs> no
9: cheese
2: all right forget well, i guess it. bob's not doing this
0: race anymore anyway.
2: yeah forget it i'll go yeah
9: my peanut butter <laughs> was upside down i thought it was cheese at first <laughs> <laughs> <There it is.
10: laughs> um but i i honestly haven't seen my finish time yet um you know i know i know what time i finished um i know about how long of a race i had um but when i looked for it last night i couldn't find it so i don't know maybe somebody can clue me in i i don't think it's there
9: Yeah, so I looked on it a couple hours ago, and it looks like anyone who doesn't have an official finisher time that didn't hit all of the mats was deleted from the results page. But you're still on the app, I think, but you're not on the official finisher's website. Because I was looking for one of my friends who I know got caught at one of the gauntlets, and they were no longer on the official report so they deleted anyone that didn't make it through all of the mats
2: you can't control that like i said earlier you can only you can only do what's in front of you y'all did great i would like to go around the room and hear your highlights just a couple highlights from each of you on the race let's start abby why don't you kick us off please
6: um i overall I had a good race I kind of went in I kind of changed my mindset before I went into this race because every single race that I run I like put so much pressure on myself that I have to like perform in a certain way and this one I was like you know I'm just gonna wake up I'm just gonna go out and I'm gonna enjoy the course and just do my best so I went out and I um, just ran pretty slow miles for me for the first like 15 miles Um, I felt great until the first 15 Um, my training runs were not much longer than 15. So at mile 18, I had to stop and collect myself for a minute because I was hurting all over the place and wanted to keep going, but, um, just needed a minute. So I kept going. Um, I fortunately made the gauntlet time on all three. So I um, was feeling pretty good. I know there was a lot of people on the course that weren't feeling so good. So, um, hopefully everybody's doing okay now, but, um, at mile, like, I don't know what mile it was, but Um, it was like, right. Anybody else that was there, I don't know, whatever mile that the firefighters had, like the, um, fire hydrant, like squirting water everywhere. I was like running through that. And there was a guy with a table full of ibuprofen and that's all he had at his table. And I was running and I like turned around and I saw it and I turned around. I don't even know how many ibuprofen he gave me. He probably gave me like 10 (laughs) and I put them in my hand and I put them in my mouth. And I finished the course feeling amazing. So, you know, right. you know, Ibuprofen, thank you. <laughs> and it wasn't even a medic, it was like some guy on the side of the road. So,
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad it worked out for you because you PR'd this race, did you I not? I did
6: PR. The, I think it's because of the Ibuprofen. So, <laughs> <laughs> all
2: right. PR bell number one. Renault, right how about your highlights? And maybe uh, I know this is the second time you've run this event. How about your highlights and maybe some of the things on the course that you saw that you remember.
11: Yeah. So for the second time running this race, nothing really surprised me. Um, it was the same course as last year. And I think for a couple of years now, um, I would say miles six through about nine, you go through rock Creek parkway and it's really nice surrounded by trees. And I intentionally, um, For all the Taylor Swift fans, did not listen to her latest (laughs) album on Friday, just a couple days before the marathon, and during that part of the race, I was at the song of "Out of the Woods," Taylor's version, and I just thought it was so fitting to uh, run to that song and then be in Rock Creek Park. So that was a great highlight. I learned as I had cycled through the album maybe like three or four times, that was a really energizing song. So when it got to like the tougher uh, end of the race, maybe around mile 23, all the way through 26, that one song was on repeat the entire time. And I just had like a concert going on in my head I was using my arms as airplane wings for those of you who know, like <laughs> the two, like, uh, necklaces, um, paper airplane flying. That was me. I'm waiting for my finisher picks of like me as an airplane. And oh, I finished nice. it again with my boyfriend. Um, so we've now run two marathons together. And I think that's just, um, a really good memory that I'll always have.
2: That's awesome. That's awesome. Jen, how about you?
11: Um, so
7: I have, uh, two, uh, memories that are, are really special to me. So, as we were running the bridge, um, starting at mile twenty, the the beat the bridge. Mm-hmm, um, right. I I happened to run across someone that I met when I was doing a long training run in the NCR Trail here in Baltimore County a few weeks ago, and it was a gentleman who we just kind of happened to have a conversation along the trail, and then lo and behold, as we're running the marathon together. I saw this gentleman and we actually crossed the finish line within like a minute of each other. So that was cool. really special cool. to see him. Yeah. Um, and then I think the most special for me was um, finishing right at the Iwo Jima uh, Memorial. My grandfather fought at Iwo Jima. And wow. that's really why I, my uncle and my grandfather were both Marines. And that's why I chose this as my first marathon, because I really wanted to do something that spoke to me. And this is really special. Sure. Spoken to me, so that and finishing there, and along with the the Blue Mile, just really having all of those um, fallen soldiers commemorated, and then having the families holding flags, it's just an amazing experience. So those those were my highlights.
2: I've heard about that quite a bit. Another PR bell, please, for a first time marathoner. Congratulations, Jennifer. Thank you. Taylor, I I want to hear your thoughts, but also tell us a little more about the Blue Mile.
9: Yeah, so the Blue Mile is right about halfway. It's between, it's at like on my watch, it said like 12 and a half, I think is around where it starts. And it's about a mile and probably some change of pictures of service um, men and women who were either killed in action or um, had passed some other way while they were in the service And it has the date that they were born and um, when they had passed on the sign, as well as the picture. And it was very quiet. Um, You didn't really hear anyone's music. You didn't hear anyone talking. It was just a very, like, silent mile, followed by the families who were all holding flags, which had to have been at least for a half a mile. I lost track of where we were, and they were holding the flags. And right after the blue mile, they were just shouting and cheering and so it went from being like a very like strong thing happening to all of a sudden being back into the reality of oh my gosh we're still running a marathon like it completely took you out it's right along East Potomac Park um those of us who've done cherry blossom it's right on that little big long stretch before you take the turn um to come back up towards the monument awesome so it was very beautiful
2: Sounds pretty emotional.
9: Very emotional.
2: Taylor, your particular race, another PR, right? PR. Okay, that bell was yours.
9: Yeah, it was a really great race. It was my first non-Dopey marathon, so I think it would have been really difficult for me to not be able to PR it because both of my Dopey marathons, I finished in about seven hours. We took all of our time as one would for Dopey. And both of those marathons were also um, with my husband. So, this was also my first marathon running without him. And I kind of realized that about halfway. I was like, oh my gosh, um, he's not next to me running this whole thing. He says he's retired from long distance running. Um, But we'll see about that. But he was on the course cheering me on. Um, He brought my two year old. Um, We live about an hour and a half outside DC. So, I drove in and then took the metro in. I think one of my favorite parts of the race isn't even at the race it was on the metro ride in because I was on the silver line coming in and everyone else was staying on the silver to go up to the 10k because that started at the Smithsonian um, at the same time but the rest of us um, marathoners and 50kers had to come off the train to go to transfer to the blue line and As we were getting off the train, all the 10Kers were like cheering us on. And it was just filled with people who were just so like in the zone, like ready to cheer on. And those same 10Kers, I'm sure were the ones still cheering for us at the finish line because we saw tons of 10Kers. And that was really special to me. And of course, having my husband and my daughter there because my daughter's never seen me finish a marathon um, she was at my first dopey, but they were in Epcot, so they didn't get to see the finish. But it was really special for me to see her cheering. Now she understands that. Oh, Mama's running! It's not just you know me pushing her in the stroller. That would have been a really tough twenty six point two, and then some change because you know weaving and. Of
2: course, of course, yeah. But
9: that was probably one of my favorite memories. Um, and then of course finishing was really cool. They really, they really did us though. The end has a very tall hill at the end and it was but it's lined with marines the whole way up the hill and they're cheering you on they're yelling they're screaming and it's just marines all the way to the finish line which makes the hill a lot more bearable when you got a lot of marines to
2: look at nice 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 i appreciate that uh, and the marines do too i promise you it's a big deal oh it's fun gang again audio podcast I watch, and as someone's saying something, I'm watching five heads nodding. Yes, yes, that's exactly right. That's the way it went. Tara, wrap us up here, my friend. What were your highlights of the Marine Corps Marathon?
10: Well, I would say um, one one highlight was that for the first about uh, all the way through uh, from the beginning, almost the beginning of the race, maybe a mile into the race till, um, till, till when I got through the Blue Mile um i ran with um a new friend um who i met because she was doing the same uh galloway uh run walk run piece
2: <laughs> yeah right that happens um, so in races it happens in
10: yeah. every race you know you find somebody who's running a similar um you know run walk run strategy as you and so shout out to my new friend roxy who um i, I ran about 12 miles with so um it was, it was fun just to do that. And um, I had, honestly, I had my headphones on the whole time, but never, never turned my music on the entire race. Uh, so it was, you know, it was, it was just a good race to soak everything in and, and do that. And then I guess another highlight of, of my race was really that last hill because, um, you know, I wasn't feeling my, my body, of course, was tired, you know, being toward, you know, at the end of a marathon, but I got to that hill and I had, I had some energy and, and I was able to run up that last hill, um, you know. So, um, that, that was a fun, fun thing. I was like, Oh, I'm so, so ready for this. Awesome. But, um, that was a highlight too.
2: Well, it didn't disappoint. Ladies. Thanks for taking the time to join us before we go. I'd like to hear when your next race is and when we're, when are we going to see you at Disney? Abby, start us off.
6: I'm not running wine and dine, but I am volunteering at wine and dine. We'll uh, see you there. Water station five okay (laughs) um and then
11: i'm running my first dopey in january so awesome
2: nice awesome brenna how about you
11: my next race is the philly half good um so about three weeks from now and then i'm not doing any run disney this season but i'm hoping to get a bid for dopey next year in
2: 2025 okay all right awesome good luck at that half in philly tara
11: i'll see you guys on wednesday
2: yeah yeah (laughs) Looking awesome.
10: forward, forward to a, a, a good home Disney race.
2: <laughs> I'm so excited. I keep saying that, but I mean it. Taylor, how about you?
9: Um, so I don't have any current races on my calendar before coming to Dopey. So I'll see you guys next at Dopey. And then I'm heading right over for the Disneyland half oh,
5: afterwards. Good for you.
9: So I was lucky enough to get a charity bib a couple weeks ago. So, I'm going to be joining you guys there. And then for springtime surprise. In nice. Again.
2: nice. Well, if you're doing Dopey and then Dumbo, you need to just relax and concentrate on those until then anyway. So good for you. Jen, how about you?
7: I'm doing the um, Bay Bridge 10K here in Maryland. Oh, two Two weekends. Um, and then I'll be down um, to Disney for the Princess Half in February.
2: Good for you. Good for you. I'll see you there too. Well, once again, great job. Great weekend. Thanks for joining us. It was fun. See you soon. Ladies, thanks. It was fun. Glad you had a great race despite the tough weather conditions. We had other friends there in Washington, D.C. Our buddy Jeff from the Disney with the Ducks podcast. Jeff did the 10K, toughest 10K. Jeff's done. This is his first race since Dopey. Jeff's had some health issues. I'm glad to see that he's back out there. Jeff says, I always thought the gospel choir at the end of the Disney runs was the best cheer group at the finish line until today. The line of Marines going up the hill to the finish to the 10K was absolutely awesome. Marines do a great job with this event. This was another one I've, I've got to get to eventually. I think it's a big deal uh amanda ran amber and brian ran this one emily did it it was her 10th marathon she posted a photo of her with all 10 medals we talked a bit about the blue mile emily says that's definitely her favorite part of this marathon jane as did several others missed one of the gauntlet cutoffs but she did finish the event jody also from the disney with the ducks podcast was there what a hot day! Jody says Julian was there. Margaret, our buddy Margaret from the Council of Costumes, ran as the Washington Monument, life size. No, I'm just kidding. wasn't really life size, but, but what a clever! Uh, she worked. She did. She worked with our friends at KPA Kawaiian Pizza Apparel on her dress, and the photos of it are really neat. It, the it's dress. amazing what they can come up yeah. with. Yeah. The uh the stonework that displays and then the way that they did the flags, you know, the flags that encircle the monument at the bottom of the race skirt. Uh Margaret never disappoints in her costuming. And this was a great event. Glad she got to do it. And I know some of our friends said they saw her there. In addition to the marathon, there's a 50K. Brianna ran the 50K, as did Ryan. Ryan ran with our friend from the Jeff Galloway training group, Sherry. Uh, Sherry helped Ryan finish his 50K. And he even arranged to have Coke and Reese's cups at one of the race uh, rest stops. Pretty cool. So congratulations to everyone involved in that great event, the Marine Corps Marathon.
0: Actually, Bob, two more people I want to shout out who ran Marine Corps this weekend. Uh, first, our favorite Alaskan runner, uh, Shailene, uh, completed oh. the, the race this weekend. Uh, so she made you know that really really long trek out for yeah. this one. And then also um, our good friend Kristen, uh, RunFit Mama on Instagram, uh, she ran this um, as her virtual. New York City marathon. Yeah. Uh, so she is now guaranteed an entry into New York City next year. Right. Uh, I, I I can't remember what Shaylene's time was. I know Kristen did it in under 442. And I know she's been working really hard. So congratulations, uh ladies. And uh and actually speaking of Kristen, uh not related to the race report though, but something I did want to call out, we want to congratulate um Kristen and our good friend Devin um who they started their own podcast that dropped last week um run fit fab the podcast cool um i listened to it on my uh, long run this past week and they did a really really fabulous job so ladies great job and keep up the good work and uh Kristen and Shailene, congratulations as well
2: yeah we need to we need to uh talk to them maybe a future podcast we listen to segment that would be nice thanks for that greg i i'm glad you did that i would not want to have missed those so let's move to Peoria, Arizona, the Wicked 5K. Molly was there. Walked the Wicked 5K this morning. Been walking the last week and a half since getting the OK to start exercising again. Felt great this morning. That's good news. Going to try jogging a little bit this week. Molly, I, I'm i with you. I get it. Uh, walking, as I get it. Good for you. Keep going, but be patient, baby steps you'll get there in st petersburg florida the florida halloween distance classic 5k bob oh that's me i ran this one fort de soto florida great place to run right down there by the bay nice and flat weather was great this weekend nice little course good turnout some folks in costume i uh, i kind of previewed my 10k costume just part of it i've got a gaston shirt i did not wear the wig i've got a gaston wig i'm going to and i already have i've dyed the wig gray to ra- match the rest of my hair and i'm going to run the 10k as gaston's grandfather <laughs>
1: hey. now
8: my, my
0: question for you bob is how many dozens of eggs did you uh have before this race i uh, there's a, uh, no, I, no, I had a,
2: I had Pop-Tarts, Greg. Oh, okay. <laughs>
3: practice that because nothing new on race day. So you have to make sure you try to practice at least some runs with many dozen eggs.
2: Okay. All um, right.
3: Was, was that the Halloween half-a-thon, Bob?
2: It was part of that weekend. Yeah. They had a 5K, 10K half. St. Pete's got a series of runs. There's five of them. This was the second in the series. I'm registered for all five. I was able to go through and coordinate the distance with whatever was appropriate on my customized training schedule. Like the next one coming up is the one you and I did last year, Ali, right before Christmas. And I'm going to do what you did last year. It's a half marathon point to point. I'm going to turn around and go back because I need to have a marathon on my training schedule. Yep. Um, I did finish second in my age group. I will just say there were more than two people there, so I feel pretty good about that. It gets a little easier to finish in your age groups when you've made more and more trips around the sun. Your competition kind of narrows a little bit. But it was a good event. Glad I did it. Lots of fun. Longwood, Florida. Julie did the Monster Dash 5K. Uh, Didn't hear Julie, I assume, use her A-linker in that in natick massachusetts the flutie 5k lauren
9: like doug flutie
2: yeah doug flutie yeah he's got a foundation and he does a lot of charitable work and i'm sure this flutie 5k was part of his uh, uh his charity lauren convinced one of her friends to do it with her it was her friend's first race ever they all had a great time there were a bunch of sponsors so lots of options for fuel Before and after the race, they got to see the Heisman Trophy. She makes no mention of seeing the Heisman Trophy winner. I I, I guess Doug wasn't there. But best of all, even though she didn't plan on it, this was a 5K PR for Lauren. In Endicott, New York, the Halloween 13K. Steve ran this one. Endicott. Endicott, New York, is the birthplace of Endicott Johnson EJ shoes and it's also the birthplace of IBM. You know, you know how I knew that? Steve told me. <laughs> Thanks, Steve.
3: I love Thanks. that it's a 13K. That's the Halloween spirit.
2: It is. And you know it's gonna be a PR, right?
3: Yeah, of course. It, I've it, never it heard, it heard of a 13K right before.
2: <laughs> it was a day of first first 13K. So who I mean who runs a 13K? Allie wants to. Steve yeah. pr I thought it was warm through most of the Northeast. Maybe the weather changed. I think it did from Saturday to Sunday.
0: Oh, yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. You had that cold front go through, didn't you? Because this one was yep. cold, wet, and 46 degrees and rainy. Yep. No thank you. All right. That's... I've lived all over the country and in different parts of the world. I've experienced different weather. That's probably what I hate the most. High 30s, low 40s, and raining. So now he's running the rain. In fact, his last 17-mile long training run was a rainy day, but this is his first actual race in the rain. He was going to wear a costume as a lobster, but he thought that the rain might make it a little heavy. And I imagine that's true. So as another first, he ran the race representing his favorite podcast instead. You know who that is? It's us. That's right. It's <sighs> Rise and Run. Part of the family. Looking good, Steve. Way to go. First race in his new Rise and Run podcast t-shirt. Way to go, buddy. And, and thanks for making me look smart by giving me that inside info, Steve. I appreciate that. In Casey Key, Florida, 35th annual Bills Beer Run. Mary was there to run that one. In New Orleans, Louisiana. That is one word, by the way. Norlands. Not New Orleans. New Orleans, The big easy half. Mira. So much fun. Beautiful course along Lake Pontchartrain. train. Great crowds to cheer the runners on. Probably one of the only races where the hosting venue full bar opens 30 minutes before the race starts. It probably is. And the race starts at 7.30. So the bars are open at 7. I I don't know where else that might occur except for NOLA. It was hot, still hot in the southeast on Sunday. Mid-70s at the start, 80s at the finish. New Orleans like uh, around here right close to the gulf so it stays pretty humid but despite the heat and maybe because the bars open early mira managed a pr i know our friends dawn and jen were there the only comment i got was beautiful morning rough race i think they're referring to the weather okay this happens every now and then I already talked about the wicked five K in Peoria the same weekend at the same event. There was a half and I just got them split up in the report here. Jen, Jennifer and her best friend ran the half decided to just go have a good time ran their Galloway intervals. Jen's friend placed third in her age group. Jen placed eighth in hers, a successful half marathon for both. Congratulations. In Canal Fulton, Ohio, the Haunted Forest Marathon. Lori, Lori ran half number 145 on a chilly day. Yeah. Yeah. Lori's Lori's been kicking tail. Uh, The trail. Oh, my goodness. Yes, I saw the photos. The trail was, it had rained for two days. So the trail was a mess. Uh, Says her feet must like mud because she was happy. So happy as she ran through it, happy to see many friends, uh, showed us photos of character stops along the way. A lot of horror movie characters also showed us a photo of her shoes at the end of the race. They were a mess. (laughs) I think she said she had planned to use them this weekend at Disney, but that's not going to happen now. All right. Our buddy Laura over in the Netherlands ran a race over there. Now, Danny had been doing this up to now. Danny had been running the Netherlands races and putting the Dutch names down. First of all, and I'm going to give it a shot. I think it's in Naverdal. Naverdal, the Netherlands, was the city. It's a 10K. The Dieppe Hel Lop. You nailed no. it. I know that's not No, that's embarrassingly bad. Laura right now is, she's not even laughing. She's groaning it was so bad, <laughs> I'm sure. But you said it with
3: confidence and that's all that matters.
2: I do my best. She tells me that this roughly translates to the Deep Hell Holter Mountain Race. I took a look at the race profile that she posted. It's an out and back. It's a tough event. But it's, it's got to, I think it's down then steeply up and then down towards the end. Laura says, and this is a good point. Another example that long, slow runs help make you faster. This is a 10K and she did PR the race. She set intermediate PRs at the 5K and five mile distance too. So I'm telling you friends. Increase that endurance. Take those long runs slowly. It does help in the long run. Finishing up the race report on Sunday in Weston, Connecticut. The Reservoir Run 5K. Sue with her friend, Nancy. The race runs through a beautiful neighborhood full of Grand Connecticut country estates. Got a little bit of rain, but what the heck, they pr and in fun sue keeps clicking off the connecticut towns this is 143 out of 169 for nancy town number 53 friends long episode again we knew it would be hope you enjoyed it hope your training is going well if you're out there if you're not at wine and dine hope you got that long training run in and we are happy to be with you for it if you are at wine and dine and you're still with me Gosh, we're looking forward to seeing you. I know I say it all the time to the point of being silly, but we really, really are. We hope to see you at the expo. We hope to see you before the events, on the race course, at the meetup. Gosh, and by golly, at the post-race party on Sunday. We didn't really set up any formal place or time to meet during the post-race party. I will add something to the chat here. In the next day or two. I have to do it in the next day or two, or it'll be after the event. So <laughs> the season is started, my friends. It's a wonderful thing. Of course, no Zoom this Thursday. We will have one next Thursday. We're gonna get a chance to get together and talk about how things went at Wine and Dine. And I'm sure we'll have lots of things to talk about. My friend, and if you run, you know you are our friends. Thank you for staying with us. We love visiting with you on the podcast and in person. And until we meet again, happy running.
0: The Rise and Run podcast discusses general information about Run Disney and is in no way affiliated with Run Disney or the Walt Disney Company. Any information or advice discussed on this podcast should not be considered medical advice and should always consult with your healthcare provider or event organizer.